so discombobulated all day, goddamn. Welcome back to Love and Stuff Cafe. It's your Dr. Love here. And I'm here with my, my lovely baby again. Come on, before you one more again, I like to say, um, belong to the people. Much love and respect. We want to give thanks, honor, and praise to the most uh, high God, the God of our forefathers whose name is critically important to understand because who do you call on if you don't know his name? His name is your host. And we talking about today. Now listen. So Friday, we did the podcast. And a history of things that is very weird because this is the first time shit ever happened. I tried to play it, it wouldn't play. I tried to upload it, it wouldn't upload. It wasn't doing shit. <laughs> so I said, finally, what am I to do? He said, let's pull it out. Well, I guess I had an honorable mention, right? Because I didn't tell you that on Friday, after the podcast, I got another text message. From one of my clients. And this is what it's saying. And I'm going to take you into the other stuff. Well, hold on. Let, let's go back. Um, so, Thursday, um, I was going. I had, like, a hard time at night sleeping. Because I've been praying about a lot of stuff. And and um, and God has really been dealing with me on my candor. And character. And a lot of stuff in Torah lately because um I can be brash and in my zealousness right um that's the best way to say it zealousness um that I could be um I guess the term would be extreme because I think for me, when I think about the life of someone else, I don't, I, I hate to see people go through a lot of things. And I know the answer to it is God being in their life in the fullness of where it should be. And I think that's the difficulty of being or having the heart of a prophet because our job is to turn the people away from unrighteousness and turn their hearts towards righteousness and that's not an easy task for anybody I guess um and it has everything to do with you know some of the things and and I'm gonna bring forth a scripture so you can help really understand what I'm talking about um when God give you a heart of the people and you see them hurting, you see them struggling, you see them having a hard time, and you want to get in, and you want to protect them from all kinds of things, which is stupid to say, but I mean, no, because a lot of times we end up getting hurt being in this space. So um, I just been, he's been training me to take heed to his voice and be very meticulous in my actions. And so I um 
it's it's um different coming from that place. So yeah. Yeah. And and truly, if we get back to the lesson from last week, when we talk about the heart, um, wanting what it wants, and then there's an aspect of humanity or uh, uh, us, right? Is in reference of time, which is really a big thing for me too. Um, and being the person with ADHD, it's like there are certain things we like to manage. I guess it's the best way to say micromanage in essence. Um, and micromanaging has to do with that child having a chaotic life and seeking to have some sort of, or putting your hands on things you actually can control. So there's things that we actually can control and things we can't. Um, and that, and that space is, I'm looking at time. It's Caleb. (laughs) Hold on y'all. Let me get this call real quick. Alright. <laughs> it's Kayla. Kayla was telling me Merry Christmas. I'm like, hey, look. <laughs> you doing your shopping already. I'm like, Kayla, I still ain't doing my shopping. Oh my God. Uh, you know, he told me he him getting right, him him found the girl him want to marry now. That's this so lovely. What's the situation with Apparently, she been posted on Facebook. I said she ain't nested, so I'm sure he all right and in the clear. He was like, nested? I said, yeah, when women get pregnant, they start nesting. Um, <laughs> so, listen. <laughs> well, you know, most people don't know what nesting is. Okay, so, niggas, let's get back to where I was at. I'm hopefully this shit work right this time. Because if it don't, we're going to have a whole bunch of problems in the street. So, listen up. I didn't want to go to work Thursday. Um, had a lot on my mind is where I left off at, right? So I decided to um, pray about it, right? And God was like, Mm-mm, get up, go to work. And there's some, some important things that's going to go down that day. And there's some, some things that, you know, is going to transpire. So I get up, I take meds to work, and I get to work. Um... I was a little late that day. I was laughing because, you know, when you ain't never late and then you get late, people get work. <laughs> so, um, I, um. I have dreams like that a lot. Got you late to something? Yup. Every and, time I have an appointment or something, I gotta be somewhere. You have, have a dream, dream that you're late. I the day before that I'm late. But it's never to the appointment. It's always in a school setting. Yeah, that. I'm late for school or I'm really late. <laughs> But I'm never late in the next the next day. I'm always punctual. It's like that reoccurring dream that I have that I can never find my car. I park it somewhere and we be going all around the town trying to find the car I and I can't like find that, it. But in the dreams, I'm in the car, the passenger side, and the car just moves by itself. And it moves away from the place. So the car just runs away with me. <laughs> I'm like, where's the car going? No one's driving. <laughs> but it's taking me far away from you. <laughs> So the text message I got uh, said this. Um, <clears throat> let me get the backstory. So this lady um, was coming to see me for PTSD because she had been in an accident. Um, 
that ended her daughter-in-law's life. She had gotten sick, and um, her daughter-in-law took her to the was taking her to the store so that she can get a medication. And um, on the way to the store, she uh, was nauseous. That's really what was wrong. She was nauseous, so she threw up in the car. And so her daughter-in-law got the car, helped her, cleaned her up, put her in the back seat, you know, so she can, you know, rest a little bit. Uh-huh. And so as she's coming around the side of the car, she opens up the driver's seat. Boom. Truck hit it. Instantly kills her. So she's carrying this guilt about this situation. But she said she's always had this issue or scare about getting into another accident again. So long story short, I talked to her that day on that Monday. Um, and um, I had prophesied some things to her about what God was going to do in her life. Um, and that her story wasn't about herself, but it was for her to tell the others so that they can gain healing and understanding. So I wanted to do some work with her in the community um, with my um, group I work with, with the women that lost their children to the gun violence, because her story is really, really powerful. <clears throat> so as I'm telling her that God is going to use her to transform people's lives from her story, um, you know, <clears throat> to give her extra hope and us working together to um cultivate those gifts is really powerful too in itself right so this is what she texted me that morning said morning i've been meaning to get in touch with you about what happened to me after i left your office monday um which I already know about her accident and so forth. And she said she remembered telling the, <clears throat> the therapist before she got me um, how terrified she was to imagine herself being in another a accident. But on Monday, I was so calm. I was distracted and I ran a red light. I owned it. I was T-boned. I flipped several times and landed on the roof hanging upside down from my seatbelt under. <clears throat> Neither of us were injured. Praise God for that. Um, the lady gets out screaming at me about running the red light. I just said, I know. I ran the red light, and I'm sorry. She said she couldn't even be mad at me after that. Then, as I'm hanging upside down with my head under the dash. Then the police officer asked me where I was coming from. Once I told him where and what for, he says, ma'am, I'm praying for you right now. Please don't panic or get upset. I told him I was fine. The lady that hit me told me when we all left, she told me that when she woke up that morning, she had a shitty outlook on life. When I tell y'all, um, you always hear me saying sometimes people can be confrontational. And it's not always about you. It's about what they experience in life. And a lot of times we don't take into consideration those things when we get snappy right back at them. But you never know what somebody is going through seriously um, when we engage them and communicate with them. <clears throat> So you have to think about that sometimes when people are being parsnippity. Moving on. But seeing my outlook 
about everything and then hearing my story that I had made a huge impact on her life that morning. That, no matter what, we always are still so blessed. And so after I talked to her that morning, I told her, I said, now God has added to your story, making it even more powerful. Because she had a second accident, walked off with no, without a scratch. No None. Upside down though, right? But not only did he not show himself strong in the words I spoke to her that morning by transforming life with the power of her story. Um, it, it was just, it just told me like, come on, Father. Um, and it made me feel humbled to be able to do that for someone. Um, again, now, don't get me wrong, niggas, I ain't shit. I be having issues, but... Um, at the end of the day, I'm going to say it again. I try to do right by people, period. Right? And had I not come to work, I would not have been able to do what I did at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, one of my old students came from the last time I was teaching to my office with her little brother. These are Hispanic people. We live in Alabama. You already know. So I know y'all niggas be thinking I'm racist, but I'm really not. So this is what happened. <sighs> Clearly the baby had an intellectual disability, right? And how I was able to surmise this is he couldn't learn English or Spanish. Mm-hmm. Now, most kids learn their first, most Hispanic kids' first language is Spanish, not True. English. So they're at home with their mothers because they stay home with them up until they get school age and then they take them to school. So all they know is Spanish. But he couldn't speak English nor Spanish. Matter of fact, his his vocabulary was limited. It was limited because he didn't start speaking until he was around three or four, which is very late for children. Yes. As well as the potty training, which took him a long time too, and some other things. So that tells me he has a delayed learning process, Right. Even though her sister was like, he's really smart. Said, yeah, he can. Like, kids are capable of gasping certain things that they really like, and they'll hold on to that. But I think he could be dyslexic. I don't know. But dyslexia has nothing to do with um, that. I think he need, has a speech problem. He needs some help. So, long story short, the doctor then gave the, the, the school a note when he was in kindergarten. Now I had to give another note, first grade. So, this baby <clears throat> is having nightmares about school. And it made me so mad. It made me so mad, niggas, because you already know I worked on school grounds. Now I know how motherfuckers can be. Some teachers are so nasty. Goddamn, they are nasty. Seriously. Um, and and the, 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 the thing that really pissed me off was they had the audacity to tell this woman that she, her son can't come to school unless she is with him every day. So her and her husband have been taking off work just to be at school with their son. Oh, niggas, I was mad as a motherfucker, goddamn. I said, what kind of fucking bullshit is this? Niggas. The next question I asked was, what color was folks? Now, they didn't have an assistant in the room with the teacher, and they both white. But this is the motherfucking kicker. As the mama is in the room, she's watching the assistant be mean and snatching up the goddamn kids in the room. So clearly, goddammit, the child is being abused. 
What else could be happening to this child where as soon as he come on the school ground, he throw himself to the floor and start screaming he want to go home. He do shit just to go home. Young. Let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck what your shit is. Children are innocent in a lot of things. And to fuck over a child is some bullshit. And that makes me so mad. And don't get me wrong. It's some hard-headed nigglets out there. Goddamn. Ooh, some of y'all, goddammit, y'all, y'all don't understand. And I'm going to take it back again one more time and then I'm going to stop this. My pet peeve is this. Children learn to communicate in their environment. I'm going to say it one more time. Children learn to communicate in their environment. If their environment is a hostile environment, then they learn to communicate hostily. This is why you will find adults who talk hostily and someone is asking them the question and they're saying they're not being hostile, cannot recognize their hostility to other people unless someone points it out. And when they point it out, they denote it and say they can't, they're not because your temper gauge is all over the place because you've been taught by your environment. Communication is hostile. So I'm going to say it again. The only environment them kids be in is their home life. Then they get outside with the other kids. But seriously, the first part of communication or lines of communication and understanding how to communicate starts at home. Goddamn. And niggas are hostile as fuck. The only operation of um, communication when you frustrated is aggression. That's all we know. That's the only emotion we use. The most. When it don't take all that. Just saying. Moving on. Now, goddamn. Um, I, I wasn't going to do another recording because this is going to be a minute. God has been dealing with me about getting back to studying and again and teaching for my own studies. But I heard something this morning. So, goddamn it. I figured it was relevant because I'm going to say it again. When I hear people talk about the shit I be talking about. I feel is more relevant because a lot of times people don't listen to you and it's refreshing to know that you have other people speaking on things you speak on and it just confirms what God is saying to the people, but I'm going to move on and y'all better get ready for next year. Y'all Christmas niggas. I'm just saying, um, Real talk. Y'all better get ready. Right. So this portion, let's get into it. This is just right. Yeah. This ain't my book. This is a book. So this week's portion will be found in the book of Genesis, 
chapter 44, verse 18. All right. Just give me a second to pull up my stuff. By your gosh, right? By your gosh. Let's get it. what you utilize to communicate with the people. Mm-hmm. The wisdom you learn from scripture teaches you about etiquette and um, in reference etiquette is how you conduct yourself in society. Mm-hmm. And there are certain rules and principles when we utilize them they can either be for our benefit right? Or against or against us, for example, my job told me since I didn't give them a thirty days notice, I gave them three weeks. Nigga, it's really customary to give them two weeks. Yeah, right. That they were gonna pay me minimum wage on my last check. Hmm. That's a motherfucking hell of a pay cut, right? <clears throat> so. So I'm I'm on some real nigga shit. And I was like, watch. I'm gonna leave an hour early. I'm gonna come in thirty minutes late. However I'm gonna get my money back nickel and diamond that shit, then I do it that way. But God was like, No. Don't do it. And every step of the way there was something happening. When I left work Friday, my co-worker gave me $20 to give me a gift. I woke up yesterday to take my baby to the store. I was broke as fuck. Because we finna go to the grocery store. <clears throat> and I'm not saying I ain't had no food here. I just want to get some meat. And... I'm going to pick up these gifts, goddamn, for these folks that I promised 
my last hoorah for the community work of me engaging in any festivities. Is it a hoorah for It's a hoorah for me because I don't keep it. But I was just, I wanted to help out families that needed the assistance. Um, and I have no way of doing it according to my cultural principles because people don't keep it. Um, so I, um, said it was the last thing I did because I'm, I'm done with it. I'm don't, don't, don't ask me, don't do it because I'm that. So anyway, as I'm picking up the gifts to drive off, I'm a phone go bling. So I look down as my dad didn't get sent me $300. <laughs> but niggas, this the kicker. <laughs> All of a sudden, my fucking my fucking card starts singing. Be grateful. You did. Yeah. I said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Nigga, I was like, "Okay, God, if you ain't you ain't talking about asking the business of this shit." Nigga, it's funny because I was listening to the podcast. It just clicked right on into the music. It did. It did. <laughs> I, when I tell you it was simultaneously the 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 um the the text message came in. I'm looking up, and then all of a sudden, right it after that, it started. Be grateful. God hasn't always promised me sunshine, niggas. I'm like, all right, God. Um, message. And what he told me was continue on in the path that you're going because I ain't even done with you yet. Nigga, it's been a long time since these buses start coming back the way they need to now, nigga, goddamn. Uh, As Caleb was calling me today, talking about, did you get your shopping in hell? No. Uh uh. I'm trying to get back to the fuck I was. Listen, bitch, we, we be, nigga, bitch, we probably like, nigga, how does this thing happen for you, nigga, goddamn? So, um, I even called my mama yesterday. That's big. That's monumental, nigga. That's big for you. <laughs> That's monumental, nigga. <laughs> I even called her. Because... We're getting back to principle. We don't hold the... Uh, and, I, and I didn't have grudges. I never had a grudge. My issue was the shit she keep doing still today. And I feel like, nigga, I can't get past this point if if you're going to keep doing shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, and somebody says it here, so I'm looking forward to you hearing it. Because it's truth. You keep yourself away from things that cause you and your relationship with God to be fucked up. Yeah. But mentally, I think I'm ready to handle it. But we'll see. But I did call. As a matter of fact, she called my auntie last night. Yeah, Miss Cherise called. Nigga, I had my phone off all day yesterday. And mind you, when God blessed me, I took that money that I had, the little money that I had left, and I blessed somebody else with it. Because I feel like if, if, if God gave something for me, I have to return and do something for somebody else. Come on, y'all now. 
to it. Family here and family online, we're currently in the portion found for this week. It's currently found in the book of Genesis, also known as the book of Bereshit, starting at chapter 44, beginning at verse 18. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then Judah came near unto him and said, O my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ear. And let not thine anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. Verse 19. My Lord asked the servant, saying, Now my man Judah, Judah got that, he got that gift to gab, clearly. You already you know. know. He know how to talk a bit. He know how to swag it out. Yeah. Because he's not the oldest of the brothers, is he? Nope. He's not, right? But he's the one that's presenting to this great man that he's standing before, pleading to this man on behalf of the house of his father. Let us go. My Lord asked the servant, saying, Have ye a father or a brother? And we said unto my Lord, We have a father, an old man. So, and what ha so what happened at this point, right? Sleek guy. At this point, who they got in ward at this moment? Or they about to take hold of? Y'all remember from brother. last week? Who is it? Let me hear some. Baby he got Benjamin at this point, right? Because mm -hmm. at this point, this is the time that he found the goblet in his in his in <clears throat> right, right? Because we have to be getting closer to the latter end of the story, right? So he's sitting there pleading at this moment because let, let's get into it. He's gonna explain. Teach. And we said unto my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one. And his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loveth him. Verse 21. Uh -huh. And thou saidest unto thy servant, Bring him down unto me, that I may set my eyes upon him. And we said unto my Lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. And thou saidest unto thy servants, Except your youngest brother come down with you, ye shall see my face no more. Right, because he knew the vibes. He was testing them. He knew what it was. And now Judah's trying to, he's trying to plead on behalf. He's like, yo, listen, man, this wouldn't happen if you ain't have us bring our youngest brother. That's lying. You know what I'm saying? It was you that was like, yo, you know what I mean? But when he leaving out, it was it was y'all that gave up that information. Right. That's right. Y'all ain't have to open up your mouth and, and, and give up the lay of the land to, to the people them. Sometimes, it's a, listen, you know what they say? When you don't know what to say, it's best to say nothing. When you're in trouble, you know what they say? It's best to say nothing. We all watched First 48, I'm sure. Right? We've all watched it. People that come in there and they just start talking, problem solved real quick. They don't hit 48. But when people, and, and, and don't get it twisted, because First 48 is, is, is around people's demise. Some murder, right? And we understand that we don't follow those codes of the street. Because it's not the code of Torah. It's not our, it don't go according to our Lord's statutes and commandments. And if anybody's in conflict with that, then you're in conflict with the Creator. If you know of something that you witnessed and so on and so forth, you're supposed to speak about it. So if I'm standing outside. No, ain't that interesting. <clears throat> ain't that interesting, niggas. I had a client come to my office this week. Young lady. I was like, man, God, we got some very powerful righteous people. That are so fucking broken. Oh, yeah, they do. She she lost three of her kids. Mm. 
two of them out the womb. One sis. Barely making it, but her head, nigga. She said, um, I've never been one. That's why I'm saying people discount people that live in the projects or wherever they live. So I don't judge people based on where they live or who they are, what their life circumstances are, because you don't know people. <clears throat> and you don't know that you can't, like, people, like, I assume that because you live in the projects, you ain't got candor. Nigga, I spent my mm-hmm. whole youth in the fucking projects. So, um, and I've and been around some very good people because I had a friend that was pregnant and she had two kids. Mm-hmm. And she was 17. She had her own place. We used to go visit her and spend a night at her house in the projects. Mm-hmm. Um... So, truly, right, when you, what she said was, I don't believe, and this is our people's problem, that we we uplift wrong. We stand by people in their wrongness. And instead of holding them accountable for the shit they do. Niggas, I, I was like, father, and she, she 20, younger than y'all. She's Jason, she's 25. And I'm like, Father, your people have a standard. His real people. And and they're going to stand on it. Not justify your actions and the wrongs you did. You hear me teach on this all the time. That we ain't supposed to protect wrongdoing. We just not. If somebody is fucking wrong, then we're supposed to be able to call them on it. We don't have to do it disrespectfully, but you know what I mean? Y'all unapproachable. Even when it's not when it's not bad, we are an unapproachable people. What I mean by unapproachable mean I can't come and sit down and talk with you rationally without you getting mad or offended. People have conversations not because they want to understand, but just because they want to respond and feel valid. And people always like to, um, I always used to get that, oh, you just, you just want to say you right. No. Goddamn. i tell you when I'm wrong. I'll fess up when I'm wrong. Just saying. And I witnessed Sally murder Mary. And the cops come ask me, did I see what happened? I'm not supposed to hold my tongue. I'm supposed to say, yeah, Sally killed Mary. If they look at me like I'm a snitch, then that, that shows you the mindset of this environment. Right. It does. The mindset of, of, of that type of mentality is that you're trying to stop crime, right? And you're a problem because you're trying to stop crime, right? Because we're not supposed to have murderers, adulterers, pedophiles, rapists. They're not supposed to be in the midst of our people. It's a death penalty for that, right? So why would we protect that? What happens? What do they call that? And this is what we have to understand. Because the law of the land, most of it is based off of the law of Yah. They just modify it. So what is a person who knows of a crime but doesn't speak about it when they come to them? What is that accessory to the fact. You, you now become an accessory, not so much an accessory, an accomplice. Because you know of something and you're not speaking of something. Uh, straight now, now, 
Prophet Sally could kill me. That's the concept. When somebody shows you who they are and what they are, whether it's towards you or not, take note. Take note. Because it's only a matter of time and or circumstance before that, whatever they are, turns towards you. Yeah, but this could be in the law, too. Mm-hmm. If you, somebody kills somebody, and that's the question you got to ask. By accident, yourself, you they hide them away. If that person is capable of that, by accident, something different. Exactly. What circumstance and or situation is going to bring you that out of them towards me? You got to pay for that. That has been my experience. Real talk. That has been my experience. And just, it, it is what it is. So we understand this is not how we move. We don't bear witness to stuff and just hold our tongue. That's not the way. It's not. That's not our forefathers' way. Let us go. Verse twenty-four. And it came to pass when we came up unto thy servant, my father, we told him the words of my lord, and our father said, "Go again and buy us a little food." So, so the moral of that story was what that I said. When in doubt, don't open your mouth. You know what I'm saying? And then in cases, being slow to speak and quick to judge. Why are we slow to speak? Because one, it takes some thinking and thought process before responding in certain situations. But most people... We also fear the consequences of men. Oh. If we speak up. It goes that. I think a lot of my shit has been about that. Dealing with have to deal with the the consequences. We fear men more than God. This is true. (laughs) Because of what takes place with the dialogue, right? Because you know something is going to happen. And the fear of the confrontation is so great that we choose to not say anything. Or do something secretly. Mm-hmm. But not understanding our God is powerful and will act on our behalf. This is why I was like, when he was like, don't worry about it, I got this. And nothing man can do to you. No. And trusting in him is greater than anything. Exactly. Moving on. Don't indulge in too much information is what got him to this point. Let's go. Verse 26. And we said, we cannot go down if our youngest brother be with us. Then we will go down. But we may not see the man's face except our youngest brother be with us. Verse 27. And Now you didn't put your brother's life in, de- in jeopardy because y'all are jealous ass. But this is what happened when parents favor another child over it does. a different child. The whole dynamic between um, Jacob... And Jacob's kids and his household being in disarray has everything to do with what transpired with 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 him being tricked into marrying his sisters, his wife's sister. Because he didn't love her. See This is where I go back again when you always hear me talk about it's powerful for kids to see their parents really love each other because it translates over. It does. 
So when the child experienced two parents not loving each other, that does something to them. And they watch that, mm -hmm. right? Because he was married to them, and then the, uh, those two wives gave they uh, they 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 they, they husband some women to produce some more kids yep. out of jealousy, mm -hmm. you see. Um. And. And now they're growing up, and this is the child, Joseph, of the woman he loves. So he laid up with his wife, and she produced a son for him. That was his first child by the woman that he loved. And his love that he doted upon him was different than the other kids. And I'm not saying he didn't love those other children. He just waned on one more. I'm telling you that. It was something to that child being produced because that was a child that was produced, the firstborn child that was produced out by the love. woman that he loved. It was produced out of love. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and this is what happened, right? Because now they're watching his daddy love on this kid mm -hmm. and he loving on them in a way that he didn't love on them. them. Because you ain't going to tell me that that didn't happen. Some bullshit. I know it did. Of course it did. Because why else would they brothers seek to kill him? So was distraught. We don't realize our movements and the connection it has, the building blocks and basis it have on our children's lives. As parents, as I said earlier before about the communication style, right? That's one of the things. Then you, you gotta, you, they looking at the parents not being loving towards one another. That there's no love in that relationship. What are you teaching your kids? When men say, I'm not getting married. But they got kids out in the street and they don't see you married. All of these things impact our kids, but we don't fucking, we're selfish people. Why? Because these movements we make. We're not considering the impact it's going to have on our children and how they grow up to be citizens in the world. What we teach them, what we impart into them is critical. Of making them well-rounded and mental health strong, right? Mm. Spiritually strong, right? And emotionally strong, right? We we don't think about these things. Because oftentimes we're thinking about what we want and our own self-needs. Right. The power of people seeing, or the power of children seeing their parents love each other gives them hope and they learn that being in a relationship is just is about love care and consideration how I treat my wife and how he treats um, it, I mean how I treat my husband and how he treats his wife they need to see that dynamic black women wouldn't keep fucking up and choosing the wrong man if you didn't show them by your relationships, 
what they should be seeking after, especially young girls. Exactly. That's why it's important to tell them that you love them and that they are beautiful. That you support them and showing up for them. My servant, my father said unto us, Ye know that my wife bore me two sons, and the one went out from me. And I said, Surely he is torn in pieces, and I have not seen him since. And if ye take this one also from me and harm, and harm before him, he will break down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. Now therefore, when I come to thy servant, my father, and the lad is not with us, seeing that his soul is bound up with the lad's soul, it will come to pass, when he seeth that the lad is not with us, that he will die. And thy servants will bring down the gray hairs of thy servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. Verse 32. For thy servant, and become surety for the lad unto my father. consequences of their actions brought down their father into a place that they didn't think about when they were being rebellious. Because he thought he had depression. See the consequences really of our actions on the head of others we don't think about our actions and movements and how they impact the, the lives of other people but I know I know niggas I know you gonna say that ain't my problem because if that they they got a problem that's they problem no, motherfucker, no. No. I was talking to Caleb last night and we were having a discussion about, you know, um, me, I told my daddy last night, you know, officially. That's a bitch you don't understand. That, that I don't ascribe to the New Testament, period. And that was um, when my baby said earlier, we're afraid of what people may say. When, my, when, my, my, when I went to school to get my degree in psychology, my dad was so adamant about it. He did not want me to do it. And that's because he did understand what psychology was about. But what he wasn't taking into consideration who I was and what my belief system was. And how I, I would never allow that to impact my mind and my beliefs. But we had this talk recently. Mm. And he said, you were called to do this job. I didn't understand it then. But I do now. And I'm talking to you and we be having these discussions and I can see this is what God had intended for you. Mm. This is by his design. Did he? That made me proud. It's just like how you know you hear me talk about boo and how I see those things in him and you know, want to see the fullness of that thing come into fruition. And I might have been a little 
Christopher. Maybe he wasn't ready. That might scare them all. I've been reflecting about a lot of things. You can't watch these things. No, but still, my heart was coming from the right place. Understood. Um, and sometimes people aren't ready for certain things. And when you when you push them, think about how resistant you were when you were going into this thing. Pushing and pulling. Yeah. Not an easy thing. So, being aware of your actions, right? So I could sit here and tell you I know I was wrong, right? In a lot of places. And I've always told him that. I always stood on my wrong self. And, but I also make sure he understands why I came to certain, you know, uh, decisions or made certain moves because sometimes it's out of fear. And the fear of being hurt is great. Which is why we have to be very careful with folks at times. And I had to learn that. Matter of fact, I started seeing it and learning it as I kept coming into Torah. And the more you read and understand it, the more you realize certain things about yourself. Well, you got to be a man and woman about your shit. And stand on it. And be okay with Making the corrections, but also, I, 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 I got one more um, I'm going to produce, and that'll be my last recording with a collaboration. It, 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 he's talking about forgiveness and the power of forgiveness and the power of letting things go. But the important piece is making amends even though you might not have been wrong. See, we have this thing where we feel like we are punk if we apologize for wrongdoings. Even if we might not have done anything wrong. But if it's in the sake of making resolution and bringing peace so that we can live in harmony, then what the fuck is the problem then? If it's really about peace and understanding whomever your fellow man is. And I'm gonna say it again, you have a right to set boundaries. And when people set boundaries, then you have to have a dialogue. So that you can gain understanding and be willing to be open to what might be said. Because sometimes when these dialogues take place, there are going to be things that said that you might not like. But being uncomfortable with hearing it is fine. But when you're wrong, you're wrong. Yes. And if you hurt somebody, you hurt them. Whether or not you 
want to agree to it or not. You still did it. And you might not meant to do it. Sometimes we hurt people and we don't mean to. But resolution in it. To find understanding and be at peace. To be clear of conscience. Of the things you might have done. To cause hurt or harm to someone else. Is a powerful thing. Moving on. So even though they could turn and be like, well, you know, you want to do this to my father. Really, y'all brought him to that level. If it take 100% to tip this scale, y'all brought 80% of it. Y'all brought 80% of the weight that that man bears. That's going to tip that scale. That was 20%. And the reason why he had no problem with throwing it on him was because, then you got down, they didn't want to have to... Look at themselves for what they fucking did. All of this that took place was because of their actions. First, they wanted to kill their brother. One of the brothers was like, uh-uh, we can't have this. No way. I already know this is going to kill my daddy. Mm-hmm. So he told them to put him down the pit. And he was going to come back and rescue him. But before he can go and come back, they had sold their brother off to save him. But if you really understand... The forefront of what that represent to the children of Israel and the bullshit they was doing, goddamn. It was the forerunner because our people were selling our own fucking people in the servitude. It was a constant thing that God complained about because they was enslaving their own brothers and sisters. Niggas, we do it still today. And I bet you say, how do I do that? Well, we hold motherfuckers hostage for the shit they do. Yes. When we refuse... To apologize for the things we've done. When we're okay with offending people. Because we feel like we want to do that. Because I'm the man and I can pop off whenever I want. Ain't nobody going to do this. When we act recklessly. And we have no self control. And we out here doing all kind of shit. And we don't have no problem with that. But you leaving carnage all around you. This is niggas. I don't give a damn about nobody else's race because it ain't my problem with them right now. This is how we hold our brothers and sisters in captivity because we have no problem with oppressing them. It's kind of crazy. I didn't get it until now. That phrase, you know, selling somebody down the river because he went down the river. One baby that went down the river. Moses. (laughs) It's crazy. Selling somebody down the river. We will throw people under the bus. It's not to even save a, ourselves. Isn't it, it, listen to save face? Yep. Especially when we know we're wrong. How shitty is it when you offend? And I know y'all tired of hearing me talk about it, but goddamn it, it's really a motherfucking problem. Goddamn it, it really is. It's a, it's, a, it's a problem in our community. We don't have a problem with this. We don't care. I've had people sit in my office multiple times when they come get, talking to me about their kids being angry. And I'm like, well, who's the angry person in the relationship? Is the daddy or the mom? Oh, I, 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 I agree. It's me. You know, I, I, I would pop it off all over the town. And that, my statement is yes. 
and you show them by your communication style that this is okay, but you can't be mad at them when they out here popping off on adults because they watching you do the shit. That's you can't right. be mad when they popping off on um, other, other peers because they see you do the shit. You doing the same shit. You model. They follow. That's right. The environment. Right? Holding on, on people hostage with our actions. How do you lead yourself? Say, God, I need your help. Can you help me out of this? Can you save me from this? You want God to have mercy on you. You want God to forgive you. But you can't have mercy on your brothers and sisters. You can't have mercy and forgiveness or forgive your brothers and sisters. I stand on the ten toes deep. I mean that shit. Yeah, who are you? We've taken on the characteristics of our oppressors and we fucking always talk about the oppressor. Nigga, you are the oppressor. You oppress your brothers and sisters daily with your motherfucking mouth. I don't talk back. But when they piss my ass off, I go complaining about it, goddamn. No difference, same shit. Yep. And in the end, they set out to do what they wanted to do, and that was to hurt you and frustrate you. And now you're frustrated, and now here you go. Yeah, that took a long time for me. I already told you, I'm a crush. Oh, damn. <sighs> if I'm going to stand on it, if I'm, I'm going to teach it, I got to stand on it. If you're going to have principle, have principle. But if you ain't going to be shit, be the best at that motherfucking shit the way you know how to be. Be good at being ain't shit. I'm just saying, whenever you choose to do a life, you better be the best at it that you're going to be. Because if I got to pay for this in the afterlife, then God damn it, might as well go and do it now. That's it. Because what's the purpose of playing with God? What is the fucking purpose? Why? If you're not going to be fully right with him, then you might as well just go on and get out there and do the fuck you want, man, goddamn. That's what I said. Choose the thing. <laughs> yeah, just make a choice. Don't don't ride the fence. Because you can't stand it. And then I was I'm like, I'm I'm like, here we, here we go with the God understands my heart. Does he really, nigga, give me a biblical principle on that? Please help me to understand. Even the goddamn pagan said God's chose their fate. So they understood that shit, nigga. So I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Even they had reverence for their gods. <sighs> Respect. 
God was like, the heathens love their God better than you love me. Shit. Out. He's like, they never turn away from their gods. Mm. They don't. They do not. Have you ever seen a right white Christian on Jesus crack shit? Well, they will die. They will literally pretty much their lives. Yes. Die. Do or die. For their God. Yes, they do. I mean, they be out there. I mean, they get out there and do community service. They get out there and do a whole bunch of shit, nigga. Goddamn it, they be out there doing the work. Even them cult leaders, those false ones, even them, they will die for that person. They will kill themselves. They're willing to die for that person. For what they believe in, are you willing to die for what you believe? Are you ready to stand on it? Ten toes deep, niggas. We're so disorganized. We're hateful. We won't help each other. Mind you, I'm talking to this Hispanic lady. I sent her to an organization called HICA. H-I-C-A. HICA. And when I tell you that organization provide everything motherfucking me, goddamn, and I was so mad when I when I seen it, and I wasn't mad because, you know. Uh, uh, of anything, but to the fact that they had all these resources and they was providing the resources, they were providing loans and shit for people to start businesses and everything. Goddamn, all of the things that they were providing, uh, low interest loans where you barely paid anything back. Why in the fuck that you have a large representation of black um, uh, politicians in this fucking state goddamn it and none of that shit's going on in our community what the fuck is that about and why in the fuck is that shit? I, 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 I can't I can't I can't even fathom and then I, I know y'all be like ooh all you do is complain no goddamn, I really don't but sometimes goddamn it sometimes we gotta really think about the state of our community and where it's at and how is it that Asians, goddamn Hispanics, goddamn Jews, goddamn all the other motherfuckers around us can actually work together to help each other to provide resources for one another, and we the only motherfuckers that don't. And then when we do have it, everybody can have some. Yes, that's the case. But they don't have to do that. They don't. And I'm not being racist. I'm saying it again. This is about race preservation here. All right, I'm done. Shit. That may come from this foolishness that y'all did again because you opened your mouth. Wild crazy. Right? Let's go. Okay. Verse 32. Family online. We're currently in the book of Genesis, chapter 44. Returning back to verse 32. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. For thy servant became surety for the lad unto my father, saying, If I bring him not unto thee, then shall I bear the blame to my father forever. Now, therefore, let thy servant, I pray thee, abide instead of the lad, a bond man to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. For how shall I go up to my father if the lad be not with me? Least I look upon the evil that shall come on my father. Chapter 45, verse 1. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you gotta think about it. Now they done sold him, so they want he want to make sure his brothers in safe hands. Cause he been away from him so long. Think about that. 
I've been all up and away from y'all for so long. Yeah. I'm sure he probably wanted to go home many times, but was mm-hmm. afraid. Yeah. Because his brothers wanted to kill him. Yosef could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. Because he, he got cried. a conscience. Yosef got a heart. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yosef loved. Yes. He didn't leave off and he had an issue hating his brothers. Teach you. I'm sure he dis- d- 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 uh, uh, developed a dislike for what it is that they did to him. Yes. And that's how it would be sometimes with people, man. Like, you're like, I don't hate you. Right. I just don't like what you did to me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Not yet. I just don't like what you did to me. I don't like how you did me. I don't hate you per se. I just hate how you move. Come on. And that's how I like to give it up. As long as you moving like that, I hate that movement. I'm going to stay away from you. You stay away from me. That's what I said earlier. But when we start moving differently, and that's what the book reflects. The book says that, that the most high does not delight in the death of the wicked. More so than correction. So I don't develop so he doesn't delight in the death of the wicked more so with correction, meaning he prefer that you just make the change. That's grace. That is. He doesn't delight in doing wrong things to us either. You off early? Yeah. You had a short day today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Personally, that hate for somebody, I just hate the way people move. I hate certain traits about people. Because we all have the potential to be either what? Good or evil. Based off the choices that we make, right? And sometimes the choices that we make are based off of our characteristics and our traits. So, I hate certain characteristics. And I hate certain traits. I'm not going to necessarily say I hate certain people. I just hate when they exhibit them traits. And because of that, i got to stay away. Right. And somebody might feel that way about me. Yeah. I don't know. But that's why we got to open up the lines of communication. That's why we got to be able to talk one to another. Right. I got to be able to convey to you. And I gotta, you got to be able to convey to me. And when yeah. you convey the hurt that I may have caused you, I should be humble about it. Right. I should listen. A lot of times what we do is we listen for the opportunity for us to make our point. Yes. Yes. What? Crazy. (sighs) Fuck. Niggas. Well, I hate to say it. But I'm going to say it anyway. Father, you have proved me again. I keep telling you. Our movements to understand one another we don't care when we talking about how, how am I to understand you and for you to have understanding of me and, and, and understanding mean there's going to be some resolution and changes in the relationship moving forward it's not supposed to say the same it's supposed to progress and get better and if you find it getting worse then that means y'all ain't heard each other Or y'all just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. 
or it doesn't apply to you and you really don't care. Moving on. We don't listen to the information a person is telling us. Mm -hmm. We approach everything like it's a debate because this is the type of environment that we in. We debate everything. We debate food. We debate sexuality. We debate righteousness. We debate everything in this world. That'd be the issue with, with man and woman. It'd be a debate about every damn thing. Husband and wife. It's just, everything is not a debate. And reference to the debate is just to prove your point. Not to gain understanding. Not to consider. To come out right. To consider what someone is saying to you. To consider it means you have to think about it. Ponder on it. And then come back and say. I can agree. Or I can disagree. And if we agree then. We understand there's going to be a change. And it if you also disagree, opens up the door for compromise, which is what most people don't want to do. One more time, please. It causes them now to look at themselves and see. And why can't we compromise? We don't want to compromise. We want everything. What benefits us the most? We don't want to compromise. We don't want to take away anything from ourselves. our ability not to compromise because if we feel like we have to compromise that means we're losing oh because it's a game exactly for the debate you gotta exactly. win right you gotta gather all the pieces if we lose a piece we we, we don't want to lose any pieces it's, it's a game of chess okay you're not supposed to lose pieces the more pieces you lose the less you have a chance of winning But then no one wins. Nobody wins. And everybody loses. Exactly. That game of chess. To concede. Mm-hmm. Is to admit defeat. Exactly. But to understand. And make changes shows the person that you care. And that it's really about building something mm-hmm. meaningful. Right? Because we both have to be able to deny ourselves something. Being in a relationship is not about self. It's not. There are so many things to consider. But that's what society breeds. Life breeds. There's only so many people who can make it to the top. So you gotta scratch and, and claw. You want to be one of those people. You gotta scratch and claw your way to the top. Exactly. And you'll do anything to get there. Instead of thinking that, okay, we both can make it. I'd rather be the one to make it. If both of us can't make it, I'd rather be the one to make it. it. Might as well be me. I deserve it more. See, I don't even see. I don't even think they'd be saying we both can make it. No, we both can make because it. Because they don't I'm see the bigger picture here. I'm going to help you get through to the space that we need to get to get it done. It's not. It's not about us. It's about me. So, so to me, it's 
We both should be able to make it. We I'm should. A, I'm gonna climb over you to get to it now. Yeah, but when it. you realize you have someone before you that has an inability to, um, yeah, like you said, it begins at home. Mm-hmm. Since the day people are born, you see that mama's doing this. You gotta go to mom for everything. Daddy's doing this. So. Well, she gonna complain and say, I can't do it because they're gonna complain to the kid. Yeah. And then there's gonna be discontention exactly. between Exactly. And, and because Come you. Come out of the womb divided. Already. Yeah. Yeah. We can't even stand together in marriage. We can't stand together in parenting. We can't stand together in business. Mm-hmm. We can't t- stand together to, to, to um, heal the community. We can't stand together for a lot of things. Yeah. It is an unfortunate thing. I know. I know. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I got to keep saying these things. But it doesn't take away from the fact that these are our issues. And that we are not really paying attention to them. That we are refused to communicate and find resolution with each other because we don't want to do that. We want to do what we want. And that to me. I already know there's power in numbers. That 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 they they know that. They know that for sure. And that this is a constant agenda for a long time. The family structure has always been their agenda. Yeah, because if if we keep the family divided, then we keep them divided. Yes, exactly. A sense of community destroyed. And now, look at where we are now. Women and men hating each other. Exactly. Blaming each other. Like that one time, what the guy said at the the um the the, the yard sale. He said it takes a village. We don't even have that anymore. You can't even go to your neighbor anymore for a simple cup of sugar or anything like that. Yeah. Can't no, can't touch nobody's kid or discipline them because they're gonna get raise their voices at you for questioning their parenting. Oh, but they gonna need some help, me. They will. Then they complain that their kids are out of control and they can't handle them anymore. You fix them. So they send them what to schools? No, they give them medicine, and then man. They, yeah, exactly. They, they sedate them, send them to school, tell them that uh, it's the teacher's problem now. When they get a call that a kid is acting up, why you why you bothering me at work? Oof. You don't even know. That's your problem. You handle it. You don't even know. Sometimes it's just an exchange of information. Sometimes somebody comes to you and is speaking and conveys something to you. It's just for you to listen. Let me hear this person out. Even if I don't feel like I did you dirty, even if I don't feel like I did you wrong, let me hear your point. Because it's a possibility that I might be wrong. I could be only seeing it from my point of view and not listening to it from your point of view. You see what I'm saying? That's why sometimes you got to have a good friend. Not sometimes, most of the time. You got to have a good friend, companion, somebody you can call. Yo, yo, let me, tell me if I'm bugging.
Oh, man, you know I just said it. Yeah, a rational friend is going to tell you the truth. Exactly. A real friend. A real tell friend will tell truth. you the truth, not lie to you. Not tell you what you want to hear. None of that. Because when you really care for someone, you're going to be honest with them. Open to communication. Tell me if I'm bugging. Right. You know what I'm saying? A, a, a mirror that you can look into and, and, and analyze yourself and your actions. Definitely. And if you found to be wrong, it might be a tough thing, but just humble yourself. Mmm. 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 Father, thank you. Cause, cause we know. Come on. For yourself. How hard is it to say on oh, my back? Mm-hmm. If you love somebody and you care about somebody, it will hurt you to hurt them. Oh, come on, nigga. Are y'all listening, niggas? Are you really, really listening? Because now is not my words. This is somebody else's words. Matter of fact, this is New York nigga. We already know Roughnecks, goddamn. (laughs) From the Bronx. If brothers from the Bronx can find righteousness, niggas, anybody can. I'm just saying. Let's make it clear. Where niggas got beef. That's real. You don't know New York niggas walk up and shoot your ass and walk away. Niggas, you're saying like when you you like you can look at these like no soft niggas. Okay, so if you can find if they can find righteousness in this in this way of life, nigga, anybody can. Make mistakes. Sometimes we get in our own bag. Sometimes we get in our own feelings and emotions. Yes. And sometimes when we moving like that, we not thinking clear. But when the dust settles and you realize that your actions came to hurt another person that you love, Ooh. you should humble yourself and want to make that right if you love that person. That's so you what true love is about. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I can attest to that. Father, help me. This is why you always hear me say I make amends and I try to fix it when I'm wrong. You've heard me say all of these things. You've heard me say it, but it's so beautiful coming from a black man's voice. It tears you up. It's so beautiful to see a black man standing, standing. Because y'all motherfuckers don't believe our men stand like this. They don't believe we can have these kind of men. Come on now, goddamn. Love is a selfless act that one shows towards another. Selfless is the key word. Who defines love? I like to say the most high defines love. And what does he do? Give. He gave of himself, literally, for us to exist. It says that Yah breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of man. He gave of his essence, of his physical, whatever it is that he possessed. He gave of himself to make sure.
sure that we can live and thrive and exist. That's love. A selfless act. Niggas, and he ain't talking about Jesus now, goddamn. He's saying that the spirit of God hovered upon the water. He blowed into the man the breath of life, his essence. Yes. And he became what? A living soul. Niggas, that's where he going with this. Now you can see where they took that shit from, don't you? Ah, uh, yeah, nigga. I know, I know. It's okay. Yeah. We can't benefit y'all. Ain't nothing we can give them. He said the cattle on the, a, a, thousand, a thousand cattle on the hills is mine. Ain't nothing we can give or offer him besides gratitude. And respect. And, 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 and praise. So what he gives to us is way more. That's a selfless act. That's love. So if you love somebody, you're going to take yourself out of the equation. Damn, let me see how I hurt this person. That's crazy. You know what, yo? Yeah, I was off. I was off. My bad. And work on it. Don't just say my bad and then be a, 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 a habitual line crosser. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still an hour. A habitual line crosser. Man, you constantly offended. Without apologizing. Alright, y'all. Alright. <laughs> what my, what my son Dave Chappelle said? Uh, uh, no, no, that was uh, um, um, Eddie Murphy's brother, Charlie Murphy. May his memory be blessed. Yeah. He was like, yo, man, he was a habitual line crosser, bro. <laughs> Rick James talking about Rick James, right? Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> And then you said, oh, this will line crosser. You want to fight me That was a funny series, right? But don't be a habitual line crosser where you continue to commit the acts. Because that just shows that you ain't. You don't care. What, 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 what did you learn from that? How did you learn from that? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Let us continue. Then Yosef could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him, and he cried. Because you could imagine how many years this man went away from his album. How many years this man went away from his family. It's one thing to think about the 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 pain and the anguish caused with him just even being displaced to being so. But then think about the the discomfort he felt about being away from his. Ema and Abba. It was like as if they were dead to him. And it was like as if he was dead to them, literally. Could you imagine? I can't imagine that pain. I think the most high, I still got my parents amongst me, but I know what it feels like to lose someone that you just can't no longer reach out to. You can't no longer talk to. You can't no longer get advice from. You can't no longer hug, kiss, or whatever it is. That just happened to him like this. So you can imagine the, the, the emotions that's going, pulsating through this man's mind and body. Let us go. Okay. Then Yosef could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him, and he cried. Right. Caused every man to go out from me, and there stood no man with him. Right. While Yosef made himself known unto his brethren, and he yeah. wept aloud. We had to get the foreigners, man. Y'all clear this out, man. Y'all get up out of here, man. Y'all Egyptians, man. Let me talk to my right. brethren. But they don't know the vibe, though. They don't know that they brothers and so on and so forth yet. <laughs> but let's see how hurt this man was. Dead. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians heard, 
And the house of Pharaoh heard. The house of Pharaoh heard. Could you imagine how hard he was crying? That release, that, 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 of all those bottled up emotions and all the things that he experienced. But it's not only that. You can imagine what's going through his head now. Because he's thinking about the dreams that got him here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Let's see how you feel about it. Remember he had a dream that his his brothers would bow down to him. He did. Mm-hmm. He oh, when you got purpose, nigga. When you got purpose, when you got purpose. Can't nobody get in the way of your destiny. And even when they frustrated about what God is doing for you, they still can't take that shit from you. Mm-hmm. And everybody around you can discount you. You recall me saying it? <sighs> About the rule. People always discount them. They don't see the potential in them. But what he got inside is a very powerful thing. And when it all unfolds, oh my God. Moving on. It is. Okay. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians heard, and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Yosef said unto his brethren, I am Yosef, though if my father yet live. And his brethren could not answer him, for they were affrighted at his presence. <laughs> and Yosef said unto his brethren, They should have been afraid. They didn't think he was going to kill their ass for throwing them down the motherfucking well. They're not sure now. They're like, oh, man, what's, what's his get back going to look like? Mm-hmm. But let's see what the mindset that he was thinking of. Go ahead. And Yosef said unto his brethren, I am Yosef, though my father yet live. And his brethren could not answer him, for they were affrighted at his presence. And Yosef said unto his brethren, come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Yosef, your brother, whom ye sold to the, into Egypt. And now... Be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For the Most High God did send me before you to preserve life. And I like that flex right there, too. I like that flex. Like, yo, man, y'all little dudes chill out, man. Just relax, man. This wasn't your doing. I know y'all thought y'all had the power in your hand to move about and do this and that. But guess what? This is bigger than you. This is greater than you. That's right. It's bigger than me. This wasn't your plan. This was God's plan. And that's how you got to understand something. It's funny, right? Let's switch gears for a second. It's still along the lines of this, right? I was watching this thing, right? Um, And this dude was talking about... The name the guy is funny, the guy's name. His name is Basha. (laughs) Not Yasha. Basha, all right? right? (laughs) So supposedly he's like... He's a vessel who speaks. There's a higher being who speaks to him. So he's like, quote, unquote, this vessel, whatever. So this guy, it's just like a clip. You know, you scroll in and it's a clip. So this guy asked him a question about, like, you know, why do bad things happen and this, that, and the third. So his whole mindset was, and it's crazy. It ain't crazy because it's, 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 this is what's conveyed in the scripture. Just period. It's just clear cut. It's just people just articulated differently. So the dude is like, yeah, you know, why does bad things happen or whatever, whatever. My man is like, well, why do you perceive it as something bad? Okay. You know 
I'm saying? Like, why? Like, it, then he started to go into the parable. He was like, yo, man, people in, people sitting in traffic, they get upset because they thinking, oh, man, I'm moving slow. This is that and third. But they're not thinking to themselves, maybe this traffic is what's saving you from the, the 18-wheeler with your name on it. You understand what I'm saying? You don't understand. You just get in in your bag, your own personal thing to, and you look at it in a negative light because that's the energy that you give that particular thing. That's the way that you react to that particular thing. But it's all meant for good. Because the almighty creator got a plan that's greater than what you understand. Why not develop a trust in the creator? Trust that the most high got you. Even when things happen that ain't what the what it is you desire for it to be or a way that you desire for it to be. You got to sit back and say, you know what? I trust Yah. This ain't the way I wish it to be. I ain't in the best of state right now. My mindset, my, my end, whatever it is. But guess what? This is happening because at the end of the day, the most high got a greater plan. And I don't know what that plan is. But I know that Yah is righteous. Yah is holy. As such, he shall be magnified. And everything is going to pan out. This is just the refining moments of you. Sometimes, like I said before, we go through what it is that we go through so we can learn who it is we are. So you can see where it is you got weaknesses. So you can see where your strengths are. So you can see what it is you got to work on so that you can be prepped and prepared for what it is that the Most High is trying to develop you to be. That's right. You know, sometimes we desire things that we're not ready for. You know what I'm saying? We desire stuff we're not ready for. I know when I was younger, I wanted a car. That was the, I was that was in my mind. I bought my first car at 16. Real talk. I am like, yo, man, I need a car. I got my car. It's stuck now sitting in somebody's backyard. Why? Because I don't got insurance. All I got is a permit and a car. Without insurance, I can't register it. So it's sitting up. Without registration, I can't drive it. So it's sitting up. My first car was a BMW, a 218i. Real talk, 1989 it was. I was born in 86, the car was three years younger than me. <laughs> and I brought that like, whatever I was, 16, 2000, whatever it was. I remember that you had a sunroof that you... Turn the thing in, right? I had red leather interior. Yeah, the car was fly. It just, I just couldn't take it nowhere. <laughs> but I still like to say that I was, I was yearning for something that I wasn't ready for. My parents they were like, "Yo, man, you, you don't need no car. Just chill. Just relax." Nah, I just had to go get it. I mean, I did it the right way. I put the work in. But I still like to say, sometimes we desire stuff we're not ready for. But the Most High knows when we're ready for it, and He knows what it is that will suit us best. So you got to go through a little bit of time. You got to go through a little bit of refining. You got to go through a little bit of the fire so you can see who it is you are and be developed into somebody who's stronger. They say steel is forged than fire, right? And even with steel, you got to strike while the iron is hot in order to mold it to what you need it to be, right? So that's why you got to be in tune with the Creator and always in a, in a, in a, a, a state of readiness. So when that iron get hot in your life, you're ready to strike. But if we off balance and we all this and that because it ain't going our way and this, that, and the third, you kind of lose that, that opportunity because you're blinded by your feelings and your emotions. And this is a perfect example to sit here and say, he struck while the iron was hot. He could have stepped 
There shall be neither plowing nor harvest. Right. So he enlightening them, man. This is this, this, this the reason for all of that right here, my man. This was the whole purpose of me having the dreams that I was having. This is, you know, them, them dreams that caused y'all to throw the me man in the through them the real. And to sell me to some Ishmaelites, you know that dream? Yeah, this is we living in right now. Yeah, you got that one? Two years of famine, yet there's still what? How many more? Five more. Two years in, and y'all already on y'all second trip up here asking to buy green. Mm. Right? Let's go. Verse 7. And the power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent me before you to give Ooh. you a raiment, a remnant on the earth, and Ooh. to save you alive. Who is it? The power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent me before you. And Yehovah turned around later on and said, this shall be my memorial forever. Come on. Forever. That's that universal language that Israelites have, though. You see what I'm saying? We be too caught up on anything else, man. What you got, the, the, the Masons? I don't know who's a Mason, but I heard they got secret signs and, 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 and ways that they communicate with each other without verbalizing it. Okay. They got ways that they, that they let you know who's who and what's what. Certain language that they use when they communicate with each other. So, all right, yeah, that's the problem. sent me before you to give you a remnant on the earth and to save you alive for a great deliverance. Come on. He didn't say that I'm your savior. He didn't say that I'm this, that, and that. He said the power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sent me to handle this. Sent me to fulfill this. That's why I don't understand anybody who could worship an individual that give himself the glory. 
righteous individuals, they come in the name of Yah. Not in their own name. When they do what they do, they commit that glory to Yah. That's who sent me. That's who gave me the power. That's who gave me the understanding. That's who gave me the ability to discern and decipher, decipher through things. It ain't just, it's not coming from me. I'm man. I'm a vessel. I'm full of flaws, mistakes, right. uncleanliness. All of this come from Yah. Get the glory to him. Let's go. Verse 8. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but the power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord he had of all made his house. Egyptians, y'all my sons. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about, dude? Diggers? What's up, son? You my son. <laughs> Saying we came through through the glory of Yah and saved y'all dudes, man. And your your Pharaoh became my son. He's like I'm like unto a Pharaoh, a, a father unto Pharaoh. <laughs> Meaning what? He gives Pharaoh direction. He gives Pharaoh understanding. He leads Pharaoh. That's what it says. He said, Pharaoh said, only in the throne am I greater than you. Listen, listen, listen. Only in the throne that I'm greater than you mean it. Just because I sit on this chair. And I have this job. And this is a job that I fit in that role. Mm-hmm. But the position that God has placed you in. And your connection to the high power makes you greater than me. I will say it one more time. Only in the throne I'm greater than you. The only reason why I'm seen as being greater than you is because of where I sit. But we all know who the greatest in the land is. And this ain't even about bragging. Because his, those aren't his words. That was Pharaoh's words. When God has his hand on you and you're obedient to his will. Your life can look like that. You'll be surprised where he takes you. Just saying. That's what's written right there, right? Amen. You know what he's saying? Listen, I was appointed to be Pharaoh. So this is the, I mean, because I'm appointed, I mean, this is the only way that I'm over you because this is my office. Mm-hmm. But you got everything else. Sure. But this particular office. And I'm sure that's, I'm sure it had to do with something with their culture. It's the same way that it's, it's, for, it's forbidden for them to sit at the table with, with, a, with a, uh, uh, a sheep herder or a person who, who uh, deals with flocks. I'm sure it was against anything for them to allow a foreigner to sit on their throne. Just like it is for us. It says we shall not have a foreigner over us. That's our laws. I'm supposed to redeem my brother out of the hands of a foreigner when I see a foreigner ruling over them. That's why it's important for us to create our own businesses. That's why it's important for us to create a land and an avenue for us to be able to thrive in. That's right. Instead of my brother working and and, 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 and and breaking his back for this person over here that give him a hard time with holy days, don't want to pay him fair wages, you know what I'm saying? Don't recognize or respect him and his way of life as an Israelite. We should have the mindset that I'm going to create a lane in the avenue 
to redeem my brothers as best I could to not even have to deal with that. Come on. Cause that Look at that. That's how you know God is in it. Because all he did was just reiterate what I said earlier. I ain't heard all this yet. But I'm just saying. That's what this Lord tell us. This Lord say what? You shall be the head and not the tail. It says you shall lend and not borrow. That's a commandment. You shall. So our mindset should always be. <laughs> And I should be the head and not the tail in any environment that I'm in, excluding Israelite. When it says you shall be the head and not the tail, we're talking about to the nations, to the people them. There should be no people over us. This is the mindset that we should have. This is what it is. Because the people of this earth, they can't compete with us. Just you, you, you look at us in our power. The fact that we have the Most High, the Almighty Creator of all things and everything, they can't compete with us. Look at how we think, how we innovate. We supplanters. They can't compete with us. We supplanters. We allow. We we even a playing field with our actions. We even a playing field when we don't follow this Lord's statutes and commandments. But if it wasn't for that, they can't compete with us, and they know that. That's why I understand it in, in, in the scriptures where it says, you know, I'll rather be jealousy with a no people. Come on. Not just the people that don't have a culture. They don't have, uh, they're not even a colorful people at all. But a people who can't tie your shoe in any area of anything. Right. Uh, no me. people. Come on. Uh, I'm telling you. He said, I'll provoke you to jealousy with the no people. Meaning they don't have the ability to do all the things that we do. And the influence in which we have upon the people, which is great. Isn't that something? And it's it's funny because we are envious of them. But they have nothing. But all that they have is based on what we provide to make their system grow. Mm. A no people. Oh, nigga, I don't think you understood it yet. A no people. Wow. A no people. The power in which we have collected. That says a lot. In nonsense is still great. Imagine what it would be like in in real truth. I'm going to say it again. A no people meaning. Nigga, we impact the whole fucking world with foolishness. Yes, Pop it, pop it, pop it, pop it. Everything you do, niggas. Everybody follow everything you fucking do. But our jealousy ain't even... Our jealousy is towards one another and our jealousy is towards a no people. Mm. I'm going to say it again. There ain't a trend setting niggas that I know. There ain't no influential niggas that I don't know. Everything we set, every trend we set, nigga, we people follow us. In foolishness, though. They follow us in foolishness. What happens when we set the standard and change shit around? What would the world fucking look like then? If they follow us in foolishness, 
Father, teach your people today. Teach your people. We got it. Sports, anything, we got it. Innovation, we got it. Look at it. We the ones who come into an environment and make it better. They the ones who come into an environment and make problems. Want to complain about every damn thing. You knew here, you knew on the block. And you complaining about Miss Mary who been here for 40 years. She play her music every Sunday, we know that. And you come on the block now, all of a sudden, you know, you want to put in a noise complaint. <laughs> I forgot Brooklyn being gentrified. Miss Mary plays her church music loud every Sunday. You coming over here complaining, mm-hmm. talking about noise. I like noise. Oh, goddamn. Mm. Uh, no, people. I know I will make you jealous with a no people. Oh, come on. With a people of no heritage that constantly steal other people's. A no people. Alright, alright. Y'all ain't got to get but You catch on. You catch on. That's why you shouldn't have a motion. I don't want y'all around here, man. Y'all don't understand how we live. And we don't agree with how y'all live. So y'all live over there and we live over here. Let's go. And he have made me a father unto Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. How is that? <laughs> he gave me authority over everything. <laughs> oh. Thank you niggas for selling me. <laughs> oh, come on with it. You just sold me out down the river to break me, but God did not Allow it to happen. Let me show you what you gave me when you sold my ass out. Oh my goodness. Nigga. He turned the barrel into a figurehead. Father. Niggas. You not understanding what this man just said. Y'all didn't sold me out. My own brothers. My own family. You understand your family will be set out to destroy your ass. But it's the person that ain't your family will lift your ass up and put your head up high and wipe you off and dust you off and see the potential with you and pull that shit out mm. of you and turn you into something else. And I know, I know, niggas, here we go with you. What do you get to what to do in the month? Uh-uh, nigga, when you see potential, you want to see the greatness, so you're going to teach to pull the greatness out. You're going to advise to do the correct thing. Even though they might not like it. Because your love for that person is greater than their family around them. Niggas, I will tell you again. Sometimes we pick our family because our real family ain't family. You thought you were going to break me. But I didn't break. Because my God had a purpose and a plan. So even in the midst of your shit, he far soon, you didn't understand what you was doing. You did a wrong thing, and they did. Mm. But your actions put me in position to bless you. 
I'm going to say it again. I got a prophecy. 2009. That God was going to put me in position to do some things. And I will be able to help people financially. Not because I have to. But because I choose to. Because it's the correct thing to do. And these will be the same people who did wrong unto me. But you're not going to allow the the wrong that they did to interfere with what you have to do in their life. When God has put you in a place to forgive in that manner, nothing will ever get in your way. Because you understand your chief principle comes from above. And above all things, he's the reason why you're in position. So as you go from one person to the next person to the next person to the next person, when I think about what he did, he started off in Potiphar's wife. He had a raunchy-ass wife that tried to hump on him. She was going to make him take it. He runs out. And she didn't grab his shirt. And screamed what? Rape. He tried to rape me. We talk about history here. That's right. Precursors to the shit our people would have to deal with. This was another nigga woman. Not even a white woman. Do you know how many women lie on men? That's from their own culture yes. about being raped mm-hmm. just to get him in trouble because she's malicious at the fact that he chooses not to be with her. Come on now. That's so this is shit we don't want to talk about. That's it. We don't like to talk about the shit nigga women do to men. But we don't mind saying what Becky did. Let's put the shit out in the street so we can clean this shit the fuck up and be a better people. But we got to address some shit in order to bring healing to the black family. I'm just saying. I don't know. Went from y'all throwing me in a pit to the most high making me all of this. What uh, what, what verse you got to say? Verse 9. 45-9? Okay, 45-9. Hasten ye, and go up to my father, and say unto him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, The Most High God hath made me lord over all Egypt. Come down unto me, and tarry not. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, and thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks, and thy herds, and all that thou hast. Verse 11.
that their children is going to be good. It feels good to know that I could let this go and it's gonna the legacy is going to continue. Every parent looks for that those children. Because I don't want to put just the responsibility on one child. Now, my legacy is the responsibility of every single child I have. They all have a responsibility to carry on some part of the legacy. Whether it's just a name or whether it's whatever it is that I create and put in, in, in play. They're all responsible for it. And I know we put a lot of emphasis on our sons because they carry the seed. They carry our line. But the daughters, they're very important. You know, I, I think about my aunt and my, my mother. My mother, let me, let me speak on my mother. She always references her father. Always. Always talks about the lessons that my grandfather taught her. She teaches my daughter some of them lessons. Some of the things that I do to this very day is because of the things that he did. And I ain't even, I was only alive three months before he passed away. One of the things he wouldn't do, he wouldn't let his kids spend a night at nobody's crib. And I understand it. My, and my mother didn't let me spend a night at nobody's house. And I ain't get it when I was younger. But when I got older, and I started to see the type of people that exist on this earth, I was like, yeah, hell no. They're not spending that night in nobody's house. Because my job is to protect and to provide. And if you over there and something happens to you, I'm going to feel like I failed you. And you might feel like I failed you. Because right? mm-hmm. I wasn't there to stop that moment or the, whatever it was. And as a result of that, we're not even going to compromise that. That's what's up. We don't. That's where, the, where trust issues begin to grow in a woman. When a woman can't trust her own father, how do you think she's going to trust any other man on this earth? Come with me now, goddamn. You, listen, listen. This brother tackling on everything I done said already earlier. I ain't, I ain't even seen this whole video. I just started and I was like, you know what? It's some very interesting things here. Let's get started. Everything I said just before this. And I've been preaching this for the longest time because they need to. They need to see that reflection. They need to see him in a loving relationship. They need to see all of those things. Be a witness to it. Because it teaches her something about who she is as a woman. And what she's supposed to respect from a man. That's why his, his relationship with her is powerfully dynamic in her life and if that relationship is not built on love and self-acceptance she gonna be looking for a man to fill those voids I recall telling my boo about this um his relationship with his oldest daughter and his youngest daughter is gonna be different but he didn't comprehend what I was saying to him at the time but it was because I was telling him he was he was building that relationship with his younger daughter in a way that he didn't get a chance to do it with his older daughter. Mm-hmm. And her, because of that, building in that relationship with her in this way is going to impact the way she views men. Mm-hmm. And sowing those seeds into her life now is important because she's a teenager now. It's a critical stage. She's... Is this the time where they want to start dating and things? You know what I mean? But her having a healthy relationship with him fortifies 
what type of man she should have in her life. And if her father has principle and standards, those are the things she's going to be looking at to, to get a man. Now, when your when your daddy walk in principle and standards, you see it. This is the kind of man I should have a man with what principle and standards, how he carry himself, how he walks and things and the things that he does, how he communicate. All of that stuff is important. See, y'all don't look, y'all realize all of the things that your kids are watching and how it's going to impact their life later on. We ain't looking at this shit. We need to pay attention to shit because it's important your character if you got a shady character she gonna date what shady niggas if you a pop-off king then she gonna think the kind of man she should date is a pop-off king but that nigga might pop off on her one day if you don't think before you react same thing Come on, y'all. I'm just saying. The one man that's supposed to protect and provide for her, when he ain't there, and he leave her hanging, in her mind, there is no man that can do that for me. Come with it. Did we not talk about this? So we got to be conscious of that and how we move to make sure that we don't cause that to be a part of our line. But our daughters are very important. Very important. So I see her not to say this. My aunt, she went and she made, I talked about my mother and how she always keeps my, my uh, grandfather's legacy alive um, with lessons and, 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 and communications. And then my aunt went and she turned around and she created a whole not-for-profit organization. It's called Pop's House. His sons didn't do that. My uncles, they good dudes. But his sons didn't do that. It was his daughter that turned around and did that. Now his name, my grandfather, we called him Pop. He was known for opening his doors. If you was hungry, you go to Pop House. No, but you, you come in, he, that's just the, the individual he was. And he had a tough upbringing himself and still turned around to be this good individual. And she created an organization called Pop's House, where she uh, pretty much houses uh, veterans and ex-felons. She was an ex-felon. So, you know, I say all that to say she created this whole legacy. Based around his actions and movements. Now I understand his sons are going to carry on his line, but I'm talking legacy. I'm talking legacy right now. Come with me. God damn, this thing got all over, all over, all the messages. Because the same shit I was saying. She carried his legacy. It's a legacy. We're supposed to leave legacies for our children. What are we doing to build a legacy for our kids? Teaching them things. One thing we don't teach our kids is how to work in the community. That's the thing that I miss. I wish I had done. Different things. Your line is, is, is genetics. It's, it's your bloodline. Your legacy is something that you here on earth create. And that's a lot of... You got to think about this. What is what is our legacy? There's a... I'm not going over. I got time. But this is a purpose. This this all has meaning, right? The understanding is when the Almighty Creator went to go start creating the earth, he already had what he wanted it to be in mind. And it's proof. Because day one, ah, 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 y'all saw it and it was good. How can something be good if you don't have something to compare to it? You know what that good means? It's exactly how I intended for it to be. 
good about it. When you're working on something, you put something together, the only time it's good is when, um, yeah, this is what I wanted it to look like. Now it's good. So that means the Most High already had us in mind, the whole operation. This very day that we sitting here talking, all of this was in mind in the very beginning of the creation. That's crazy, right? It's crazy that to, to put it into that perspective. But that's how it is. So the Most High created this earth with a legacy in mind of how he wants it to be. Us as men, as individuals, even as women, you got to move with what you want to come into fruition. You got to have that image in your mind. Right. A lot of us, we don't have that image. I could ask, Yo, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? What's your 20-year plan? Come with me. We ain't got one. But we got a, a, a 30-year life insurance. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, but we don't have a plan for what we're going to do in between that time. You know what that's saying? I might die in 30 years. Let me get this. That's the only thing that you got in your future. We got to have a legacy, a plan. We got to sit down and put it into fruition. My sister and my mother, they always refer to Habakkuk 2, right? I'm going to turn that real quick. Right? And this that was a prophecy that was given to that individual. Hold on. Right? But it, it, it's, it's the way that they interpret it. And um, give me one second. Let me get there. Habakkuk is a very small book. It's not one that I read often. What? All right. Habakkuk is. And what was the what was the outcome of her saying they were being they're big and extravagant? What would be the problem with it? Oh, all the things that I have goals set up for myself, the way that I wanted to live my life, and where I wanted to be. I wanted to have a lot of things, so my dreams are big. You know, I wanted to have businesses. You know, all these things. Place. And what was the problem? Did God, will God not grant No, that's what I'm saying. She laughed about it. It's like, you, you got some big dreams. It's like, I know. <laughs> but I think God give us the things that we, you know. He's like, he give us the things we desire. That's true. And, and we'll bring it into fruition. In his will. In his will. Yeah. In his will. We can mess it up too, man. Time. But at the end, it, it shall 
with Terry. It shall speak and not lie. Woo! So the way that they interpret that is, write, write your visions down and it shall be established. Right? I believe in that understanding of manifestation because the Most High gave us that ability to do so. We have the actual ability to conjure up something in our mind and bring it to life. Mm-hmm. You have that ability. With that being said, you should have a legacy. You should have a, a, a goal, an idea of what you want your life to look like. Not at just the end, but in between. And it should be written down. I'm big on vision boards. Every year, and my sister introduced it to me. Every year, and it's funny, the first time I did a vision board, and I don't know if I shared this with y'all before, I put stuff on a vision board, and I looked at it like a year or two later, Damn near everything I put in that vision board, I obtained. Mm. Because then when it was too. scary to mm-hmm. me. When, I went to, when you went to his house in Florida, mm-hmm. he got one too. Yeah, he had a vision board. It's just the ability that we have. You office. put something in front of you and you keep working towards it. That's why they say, yo, tell our vision ain't a good thing all the time. Because those things that they're putting in front of you that you're doing tend to manifest in your life. That's it. That's why we shouldn't be letting our children watch certain things. Because those are the things that they're seeing and that they're imagining and those are the things that they see for their future and it begins to manifest in their life. Do vision boards with even your children. Of expectation. Sometimes you gotta put, you gotta speak life into your children. They're too young to make certain choices right now. Let me make it for you. This is what I expect from y'all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Hey, look. Let them mix a little bit of what they want in there too. No problem. I love that. It just goes goes back to what I said before. Um, What I said before, um, when it comes to us making moves without incorporating our our loved ones with it, because the impact of it is going to impact their life. So you want to bring them in on everything that you do. Yeah, wheels are turning. Mm -hmm. They should be turning. Weight in our minds, be it good or bad, should all be good. Yeah, let's go. Genesis 46, right? Okay, uh, Genesis 45, returning back to verse 11. May we all say hallelujah! Hallelujah. And there will I sustain thee, for there are yet five years of famine. Least thou come to poverty, thou and thy household, and all that thou hast. Verse 12. And behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin. That it, that it is my mouth that speaketh unto you. And ye shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt, and of all that ye have seen. And ye shall hasten and bring down my father hither. Verse 14. And that's, you know what? That's a little blessing for them too. He gave them a little opportunity to write their wrong, man. Y'all go back to Abba and tell him about my greatness. The same way y'all went to him with that coat of many colors that had fake blood on it. Well, it was real blood, but it wasn't my blood. Go to Abba and tell him about the greatness that I achieved. Bring mm. back to him those good news since y'all just been bringing bad news. Mm. You know what I mean? And you, Judah, Mr. I'll give my grandkids. <laughs> that was great when I did that? Pardon me. Good looking. He should be the first one to go with that news. Let's go. Verse 14. And he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck. 
and he kissed all his brethren and wept upon them. Son of my mother. And after that, his brethren talked with him. And the report thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Yosef's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well in his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Yosef, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, lay, lay your beast, and go, get you into the land of Canaan. And take your father and your household, and come unto me. And I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and ye shall eat the fat of the land. Come on here now, goddamn. The man that said that he was great, turned than him only, he's greater than him in name because he sit on the throne. Then took the choice piece of land and gave it to his brothers and his father. And it tells you the relationship that Joseph had with Pharaoh and the respect that he had for him. And and, and when we, we, we walk in that principle, we have standards in our lives. People, people will, will see it. Our character precedes us. You've heard me say it before. What are people saying about you? When you pull up. What's, what, what is the first thing you know they say when you come in the door? Nigga, is it, oh shit, here come trouble. <laughs> Brace yourself, niggas. Brace yourself. Oh, they come in and, ah, oh, nigga, you my favorite. You know what I'm saying? You, you, Man, I'm just blessed to see you around here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Now thou art commanded, this do ye. Take you wagons out of, out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father and come. Also, regard not your stuff, for the good things of all the land of Egypt are yours. And the son of Israel did so. And Yosef gave them wagons. But did you hear that? How he moving? One man said, yo, regard not your stuff, because all the fat of the land of Egypt is yours. You know what he's saying to them? Yo, go get my Abba. Forget everything y'all got. Leave all of that. Saddle up and come through, because I got y'all. That's right. You know what kind of imitation? You know how hard it is to move? I hate moving. I refuse. So much so now this day, when people be like, yo, man, could you help me move? Because I got a truck. Anybody like to use my truck? Yo, could you help me? Like, nah. I'm going to pay for somebody to help you move. That's how much I'm not helping anybody move no more. I hate it. So I get that invitation of, yo, pull up. We moving. Yo, forget anything. I got you. Only thing I'm grabbing is my jewelry, <laughs> my kids, my my wife, maybe. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm going to grab one. I'm going to grab one. That's my ace. I got You know what I'm saying? Like, anything else, you know, I might grab one fit. One nice little fit. Just so I can pull up styling on them. You know what I mean? That it, bruh. Shoot. All I got to do is get in the whip and go. I'm out. How enticing is that? You know what I mean? Leave anything. My man sent them. He sent them with not just, just, just male donkeys. Male and female donkeys. Like, let me, we, we got both. Don't worry about it. He had, what is it? What was it? Six, six donkeys he saddled with just things for his Abba on his way back. Yeah, this is for food and raiment on Abba on his journey. Make sure he got these right here. He flexing on them. But ain't nothing for 
be to show y'all that. Ah, leave the shit. Come on, man. we get all new shit. Let me show you how I flex. <laughs> and that's what you gotta learn sometimes, man. Your plan ain't always your plan. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it is? The way it, we see it to transpire <laughs> isn't the way that y'all see fit for, for it, it to, to happen. Yes. Because we ask for things and we get them. We don't always get them in a way that we think we should have them, though. Oh, what was it? Oh, shit, now, goddamn father. Father. Oh, father. Oh, niggas. Niggas. Niggas, niggas, niggas. Woo. Woo. You even heard niggas say that multiple times. You ask God for some shit, and you think it's supposed to go the way you expect it to go. It ain't going to go the way you want it. It always goes completely different than what you asked for. Yeah, you you don't be you not gonna you don't know. Hey, ask for that good. And then you be looking, God, you said you was gonna give me, nigga. I gave it to you. There it is. But you rejected it. We reject good things in our lives. I'm saying, come on, brother, come on. Hey, come on. And that's what throws us off. That's what throws us off. Let's go. And also regard not your stuff for the good things of all the land of Egypt are yours. And the sons of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh. And gave them provision for the way. To all of them he gave each man changes of raiment. But to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five changes of raiment. Yo, you, I got you. I know they mistreated me because they was jealous and you the youngest. I know I would love you like that because I was gone. So I can imagine how they move with you, man. Don't even worry about you. I'm going to give you extra. I got y'all dudes. Hook y'all up. Ain't no hate in the blood. But this is my man's right here. This is this brother of my mother. You know what I'm saying? And not that that matters. It don't because we all the children of one man. That's right. We always look for some sort of division. Some some sort of way to divide. You all the ch- you the children of one man. It don't matter if you got the same Ema or not. Y'all got the same father. Meaning y'all come from that one bloodline right there. That alone shouldn't allow division amongst you. That's right. Let's go. Yes, Verse twenty three. And to his father he sent in like manner ten asses laden, laden with the good things of Egypt, uh-huh. and ten she asses. Laden with corn. Ten and ten. Ten and ten. Let's go. And bread and victual for his father by the way. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. And he said unto them, See that ye fall not out by the way. And they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father. And they Salika. Right. So he sent his brethren away, and they departed, and he said unto them. See that ye fall not out by the way. And they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan unto Jacob their father. And they told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he is ruler over the land of Egypt. And his heart fainted, for he believed them not. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said unto them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived. And Israel said, it is enough. Yosef, my son, is yet alive. I will go and see him before I die. 
chapter 46, verse 1. Hallelujah. And Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto the power of Abraham, Yishkak, and Yaakov. And the power, our power, spoke unto Israel in the vision of the night and said unto Jacob, and he said, Here I am. And he said, I am the power, the power of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt. And I will also surely bring thee up again. How assuring is that for the most high to put upon him that type of understanding, that type of blessing, that type of comfort? That's why you got to get into this law so that you can get into some understanding. These blessings that were given to our forefathers, those very blessings still lie within us in our righteousness. You see, certain things lie within us. It's just dormant. You know how they talk about like recessive genes and dormant genes that of genetics of things that people may have and then it's just what it is to activate it so all these diseases and things now that they talk about especially viruses or you know cancer these are these genes that are dormant within us and certain things activate them and there's some truth to that but they only talk to you about it in the negative come they on never talk to you about it in, in the, the positive. positive they don't tell us that we also have recessive genes of greatness within that's us. that's right that we have been so far removed from it's harder for us to activate exactly but the things that we it requires righteousness and their understandings and abilities it's all dormant lying within you that's it that's that blood is flowing through our veins that means those possibilities are within us that's what that means it's about what you do to activate it it's about what you do to activate the greatness in you because it lies within you if you sit here and you believe that you are a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and that their blood is flowing through your veins the very connection that they have with the creator you too have the ability for that connection that was the whole purpose of making their line great Mm mm-hmm for us to serve him, yeah. And in us serving him, it says you shall ride upon the high places of the earth. Understand something. The blessings that was promised to Abraham far exceed the blessings that he experienced. I'm going to say it again. The blessings that were promised to Abraham mm-hmm. far exceed the blessings that he experienced. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that I have an ability, not that I desire to be greater than my father, but I have the ability to be as great, if not greater than my father. Think about the blessings that he, the most high promised to Abraham. It wasn't the life that Abraham lived. He said, your seed shall ride upon the high places of the earth. I shall give them this land. Real talk. He also, he prophesied certain things upon us as well in terms of our bondage and so on and so forth. But if we get it together, our possibilities are endless. But we don't see it and or believe it. I'm questioning the belief aspect because I see it and my eyes ain't no different than y'all's. I mean, some of us put glasses, some of us don't. Some of us got 2020, some of us got 2025. But it's all right here for us all to see if we look and search for it. So I don't think it's about what's shown to us. I think it's about what we believe. I truly question 
do we fear y'all? Do we believe in knowing y'all? I feel like often question, do we believe that we are who we say we are? Because if we did believe that, we would act like that. You know, a cat, he believes he's a cat. He knows he's a cat. He don't believe it. A dog, a dog knows he's a dog. Real talk. Matter of fact, I'll do one better for you. They, uh, there was this thing, an experiment that they had, right? Uh, and it wasn't even an experiment. This was something that people teach. So they got these buttons, right, that you can make sounds and sayings out of the buttons, right? You can touch a button and they'd be like, hi, hello. So they taught this dog how to talk. The damn dog ain't designed to talk. Messed his whole everything up. My man's staring in the, in the mirror now like, yo. Because I know in his mind, he's like, I'm talking like you. But why am I not you? But if we ain't taint that, you couldn't, that's the dog. He know he ain't going to question. He'd have been, been happy chasing his tail for the end of his days. Can you give me a water? I mean, a, a drink out of there. Depression and all that. had to give him drugs and all that. Real talk, this is a true story. If it wasn't for that, that dog, he would know he a dog and he'll be good. You realize when you start to question who you are was when you start to lose yourself. That's the moral of that story. The dog started to question the fact that he was a dog and he lost himself. He's a damn dog. You think this don't happen to you as a human being? Come on. This is simple psychology. Yes, it is. When you start to question who you are, you lose yourself. That's it. And I believe many of us are lost because we question who we know we are. We question in our belief and understanding in the creator. Damn. Is it cold? Yes. Something don't go your way, you start thinking. Oh, wow. You start thinking. I'm telling you what some people do. Start thinking, wow, man. Is is God still around nowadays? Because the presence that he had in my forefather's life, he don't necessarily have in my life. That's it. So is he present still? Is he still around? Yes, he is. That's the question that we be asking. Yeah, he still exists. It's about what you qualify for. <laughs> what it's, you qualify for? Hey, do you qualify for a jeep, nigga? Or do you qualify for a hoopty, nigga? Goddamn. <laughs> What's your qualification standards, nigga, for you to cash out? It's so for your actions, how you move according to the law, statutes, and commandments of the Creator. Are you in line with that? Come on. Or are you out of line with that? Let's go. Okay. Family, we're currently in the book of Genesis, chapter 46, returning back to verse 4. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we're about to transition into the next phase of this story. We're about to see how smart and eloquent and intelligent our forefather Yosef is, which so happens to be the line that I'm from. So you know what that means. I am of my father. <laughs> but nah, but we about to see something, man, because we don't get the credit that we deserve. And I say we because it's our forefathers for the contributions that we have in the nations that we reside in. Mm-hmm. Somebody was talking the other day in Canada, you know, the social media. This, this is, the, is the day and age of truth. 
counsel is being expounded upon and shown to us. It's just whether or not you have the intellect to decipher what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they was talking about it. They was like, yo, do you know a resident of Ukraine can come here? Because, you know, Ukraine, they, they, they was at war, still are at war with Russia. They can come here and automatically get Social Security. Yes. And disability. Straight off rip. But you and I got We've been here for 65 years. 65 years. Get hurt, crippled, or disabled in, in order, order to, to get it. For it. And you still might not, not get it. Right. And you get the very least of what it is they offer. You got to hire lawyers. You know, I remember my mother was trying to get SSI for my father. He had a stroke. Still, he good. Yeah. And, uh, Todaya. And, um, they was giving her a hard time. I don't know what popped up, but they was, they was giving her a hard time. It's like, yo, he can't work no more. He has different issues. Like, he can't move and operate the way that he used to. Why is it a hard thing to give him Social Security? But this person from Ukraine could just come right on over here and just get these benefits that you and I work hard for? You know what they say? I'm only 37. 27, excuse me. I'm only <laughs> They say by the time it's time for me to collect Social Security, it may not be it. So how much left for the generation behind us? You what? You 17, right? You 28. I think I'm older than you, bro. <laughs> you 17, huh? I'm 28. Oh. <laughs> well, you 16, 15, 14, or whatever, they take something. Well, you didn't pay nothing in tennis. But that goes to show you that invest. We don't get enough credit for the contributions that we have in the nation. That it's funny. But let's see how our forefather finessed this, right? Let's see how our forefather put this together. Because he, respectfully, his doings. Based off of my it's research, is what positioned it's Egypt like to become yeah. one great power. It has money attached to and it. And I say one great power because Egypt yeah. was a country that well, was can, ruled by different it. governments. Somewhat and sort of like this place. But this place has one central government, the president. And, and we know that's the seat. take money out of that every year. But that's not how it necessarily was. They had different kings that ruled different parts of Egypt. That's why you're here... Prince Nat talked about how he stacked chronologically the reign of these kings and just added, added, added. When some of these kings reigned simultaneously, this one reigned northern Egypt, this one reigned southern Egypt, this one whatever it is. But you want to see through the orchestration of the intellect of our forefather, wisdom that was stilled upon him by the Most High, watch how he turned Egypt into one central government. Let's see it. Verse 4. And I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. And Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob their father, and their little ones, and their wives, and the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. And they took their cattle and their God, and their Selika, and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan. And came into Egypt, and Jacob, and all his seed with him, his sons, and his sons' sons with him, his daughters, and his sons' daughters, 
and all his seed brought he with him into Egypt. Uh -huh. Verse 8. And these are the names of the children of Yisrael who came into Egypt. Come on, gang, we out. You ain't got to tell me twice. I'm going to see my son. Let's roll. Yeah. Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn. And the sons of Reuben, Hanak, and Palu, and Hezron, and Carmine. And the sons of Simeon, Yemuel, and Yamin, and Ohad, and Yachin, and Zomar, and Shaul, the sons of the Canaanitish woman. And the sons of Levi, Gershon, Could that be the Yemeni Kohat, people? Merari, and the sons Yamin, of Judah, the Yemeni Ju folks? Judah, Ur, and Onan, and Shelah, and Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Perez was Hezron and Hamol. And the sons of Ishakar, Tola, and Puva, and Io, and Shimron. And the sons of Puva. Puva reminds me of Peru. Peruvian. Sarid. Elon, Yalil, these are the sons of Leah, whom she bore to Jacob in Padan Aram with the daughter of Dina. All the souls of his sons and his daughters were thirty and three. Verse 16. <laughs> and the sons of Gad, Ziphahan, and Haggai, and Shuni, and Esbon, and Eri, and Areli, and the sons of Asher, Imnah, Ishva, Ishvi, and Berah, and Sarah, their sister. Were you at 46? This is 40, this is, yeah, chapter 46, verse 17. All right. For the United States. Jump to uh, verse 26. Okay. Verse 26. Where, where the, okay. And all the souls belonging unto mm -hmm. Jacob that came into Egypt, that came out of his loins, besides Jacob's sons' wives, and all the souls were three score and six. And the sons of Yosef were born to him in Egypt. Three score and six, man. That's crazy. That's what, like, 70-something, right? Three score and six-something? Sixty-six. And the sons of Yosef who were born to him in Egypt were two souls. And the souls of the house of Jacob that came into Egypt were three score and ten. Verse 28. And he sent Judah before him unto Yosef to show the way before him unto Goshen. And they came into the land of Goshen. And Yosef made ready his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father. Could so, you imagine what that, what that reuniting looked like? I couldn't even imagine, because I know that father was yearning for his son just as much as that son was yearning for his father. That's right. Let's go. Okay. So And Yosef made ready his chariot and went up to meet Israel, his father, to Goshen. And he presented himself unto him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. Mm -hmm. And Israel said unto Yosef, Now let me die, since I have seen thy face, that thou art yet alive. And Yosef said unto his brethren and unto his father's house, I will go up and tell Pharaoh and will say unto him, My brethren and my father's house who were in the land of Canaan. Yo, Yosef is a thinker, man. So he is supplanted in a certain kind of way as well. Right. That's the thing that we all have within us. We have that ability to think. That's what makes 
Jesus. So cultivating as a people, we have heavy influence on the environments that we in. Come on now. And our ability to think on our feet is what, what they say. That gives you street smarts, right? right? Your ability to think on your feet in the corporate world, that's what makes you wise and smart. Is you, you know how to quickly solve problems as they come about. Problem time analyzing everything at once. You think Joseph wasn't analyzing this entire situation? But that's what being in touch with the Most High is about. It's about opening your vision, opening your insight and out of sight so that you have a strong connection with the Creator that's right. and He guides you to and fro. Right. That's what a spiritual connection is. I keep hearing this thing like spiritual, spiritual, spiritual. You talk to people, you be like, are you religious? Now I'm spiritual. But what the hell does spiritual mean? What does that mean? Because every time I read of a spirit, they come from Yah. Whether it's a holy spirit or an evil spirit, it's the spirit of Yah. So I don't know how somebody could be spiritual and not be in tune and connected to the almighty creator. Come on. We have this image in our mind where, you know, God know me. I know God. He got me. But how much do you really know God? How much do he really got you if you don't got him with the way that you live? Listen, all I'm going to say is, Father, what was it? Because he left on record what it is for us to have a connection with him. He left on record how to that. He said, it's your actions that move you far away from me. Oh! 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 Woo! This is what you call it. Cut, 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 Okay, I'm done. Anyway, <laughs> it is your actions that move you far from me. Yeah. What is he saying, niggas? Surely he ain't saying he understand your heart, nigga. That's what I'm saying. He's saying, he's saying, it's your actions. It's our actions that move us far away from him. Right, all right, all right. Yeah. Clearly, he's saying niggas, you, he separated himself from you because you doing shit. Clearly, I, I don't, I don't think that c- constituted him saying, "Ah, uh, it's gonna be all right, niggas." I understand your heart. No, niggas, that is not what he just said. Actions he's talking about, the actions that go contrary to the law, statutes, and commandments of the Creator. So, if your actions ain't in line with the law, statutes, and commandments of the Creator, right. it goes contrary to such. If it's contrary, then you are moved far away from Yah. How could you be spiritual? Well, you have no guidance. You have no direction. You have no 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 tether. No way that you can draw yourself to the Creator if you don't even know how He requires for you to act, eat, think, live, exist. I'm saying how how we got spirituality. We got an illusion of spirituality. All right, now. We have an illusion that we have a connection with our creator. It's not until we fall, slap that on our face, and got no other way but up, is it that we realize something is wrong, something is off. That's what analyzing is about. You got to sit back and you got a religious situation. You got to go, what is it that I'm doing? Oftentimes we look around and say, well, what this person do to me? Or what that person did to me? Right. Or this, that, or that person didn't do such and such for me. Right. Or this, that, and that. How about what is it that I'm doing right. or not doing right. that got me in this situation? But why is it? Start there. 
But why is it? It's just you. All you got on this earth is you. You enter this earth, it's just you. Even when you have a twin that come in this earth after or before you, when you come through the canal, it is just you. It ain't both of y'all coming through. The canal ain't that big. So you got to focus on your connection with the creator. You got to focus on your actions and aligning them with the creator. Because everything in your life has to do with you and your choices. Now some of us are done. Whew. Cut. Cut, 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 cut. All right, I'm done, I'm done. Some of us have dealt situations and things that may not necessarily be befitting of what it is that we put ourselves in. But I like to look at that as time and chance. From time to time, things happen to us that bring us to a lower estate, which gives us a chance to be greater. That's how I like to look at that. Time and chance. This ain't a situation I necessarily put myself in. Or I could have been born to a poor family. I could have been this or that, whatever it is. But the minute that you are blessed with the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of who the creator is and how to serve him, that's when your chance begins. Right. Your chance to observe that, live by that, and be great. But you can't look around and blame everybody for everything. Nah. You got to take ownership for that. Come on. You got to stand on your ten toes and say, you know what? I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a difference. Thank you, What Father. was taught to me wasn't the way to live. So I got to make a change. Oh, nigga. Nigga, did you hear that? Did you hear what he said? What was taught to me wasn't right. So I need to make a what? Change. Make that change. Come on in. <laughs> Mm, man in the mirror, you gotta, you gotta move it, make that change. Woo! Jamona, Jamona. Okay, I'm done. Because <laughs> 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 what happens is, ten, time to time, we fall back on the habits that we developed. We fall back on the way that we were raised because that's our comfort zone. And it's not until you take yourself out of your comfort zone. You finna rob me to take this stuff? Look at this story here, Joseph. My man was taken away from his Abba. He was in prison. He was taken away from a place of comfort that he had in Potiphar House. And in prison for... For no reason. In prison. prison? (laughs) Think about it. He was already a slave, right? As a slave of Potiphar, he got thrown in ward. My man got put in solitary confinement. He was already in prison. And still made it out. Come with it. The circumstances that was dealt to him wasn't favorable. But he maintained his connection with the almighty creator. Yes, he, he maintained did. his integrity. Yes, he know. did. Because we see. When Shorty tried to bust a move on him, he said, nah, man. He didn't even mention Pontifar. He said, you know what? I'm not going to offend God. Come with it. Real talk. That's what the true fear God is. That's what it is. You see, you see beyond that person that you got an issue with, and you see, yeah, you say, you know what? This ain't about them. It's about the Most High. How He gonna look at me? That's what it's about. And you see how He moved. He made it about the Most High. Everything He did, He made it about the Most High. Start to finish. 
that's the answer. That's the key. But in this day and time, man, when you got a connection with God, you looked at it as like this, this, this corny, weak person. Like you, you're not fun and you can't, you, 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 you just can't assimilate. Well, one, we're not designed to assimilate. Come with it. If you're supposed to be the head and not the tail, I'm not supposed to assimilate. That's it. I'm supposed to lead. That's it. I'm not supposed to follow trends. Thank I'm you. I'm supposed to set them. Thank you. And if you look at the... <laughs> Say you want to know. I know y'all niggas can't stand me. Oh, no. But, 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 but see what happened was... Uh, 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 niggas. I ain't even got shit to say. I'm just like, yeah, wait a minute. Unknowingly, that's what we naturally do. We naturally trendsetters. Yo, how they come out with a group called Crisscross who wore their damn clothes backwards and everybody started walking down the block with their back pockets and their front pockets? <laughs> I'm trying to compare you feel what I'm saying? The sag. That wasn't good, that wasn't big action, anything we do. <laughs> Music, hip hop just hit its 50th anniversary. We did that. We created that. We created music, and then we created a style with it that later turned on to a culture. Listen, let's not even. Okay, we got hip hop, nigga. We got jazz, nigga. We got rock, nigga. We got all of that, nigga. We did it. That was us. There would be no music today without niggas. There would not be. There would be classical music either. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the classical music came from was the street performers. I know. Even the instruments themselves. I know. Everything. Came from watching the street Come on, who in the hell take a record and scratch it and turn that shit into? You niggas, come on, goddamn! Come on, you niggas, this nigga fucking up the records, goddamn! Cause you know if you scratch it, you fuck it up, and it ain't no good no more, nigga. Yeah, goddamn, man! Yeah, I'm like, come on, listen. Look out for the nomads, the travelers, the people who traveled didn't have a stationary house to live in. They traveled. Circus, same shit. No stationary place. All right, I'm done with it, niggas. We did that in our lower estate. <laughs> In our, our lower estate. So what you think we capable of accomplishing? Jazz lower estate. Yep. Rock. Bebop. Yep. Lower estate. That's right. R&B. Classic. Rhythm and blues. Country. Blues. Nigga. That's it. Rock. Niggas. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. This nigga went and studied for niggas. He did. And started off covering their music. He did. Same with the Beatles. True that. Known for covers. They were. Sleep up, GPG. 
Oh, I couldn't name to a daydream believer and a homecoming queen. Niggas. Oh, my goodness. Amy Winehouse. Niggas. She did. A tasket, a tasket, a green and yellow basket. Nigga, Ella. All right, I'm done. And our wisdom and That's Ella, nigga. That's Ella. It's like watching sports. You know, when they talk about, like, a kid that was dope in college and then he get to the NFL and then he just make all the wrong choices. You know what they say? Damn, that was a waste of talent. <laughs> Things was just so easy for him. Like, it wasn't difficult. Like, the way that he moved, is, it was just like it was a king natural. She moved, but then they made the wrong choice and then, boom, spoiled it. That's us. Giving those things. That's us. Can't no nation on the face of this earth even tie our shoe. And that's true. Let's go. A few more minutes. And I will go up and tell Pharaoh and will say unto him, My brethren in my father's house, who were in the land of Canaan, are come unto me. And the men are shepherds, and they have been keeping keepers of cattle. And they have brought their flocks and their herds. Right. And all that they have. Because he had a plan like I spoke about. He's a thinker. He got a connection with the creator. So he's thinking broad. He's thinking beyond just this particular moment. Right. He's thinking when he went and sent for his Abba, he already had a place in the land of Goshen planned out for them. When he understood and knew that he was bringing his brothers back, I'm sure for the first time he met them, he was like, oh. This is the possibility. The vision is made clear. All right, cool. Now I know how I got to handle business. And he started to plan for it because this is a thinker. This is a planner. Let's see. Go ahead. And it shall come to pass when Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, what is your occupation? Right. And he shall say, thy servants have been keepers you know, of cattle. You know, you know how you hook somebody up with a job? You're like, all right, bro, I got you this interview, right? So right. listen, when you sit down in the interview, yo, the manager, that's my man. That's it. Went 
he infiltrated and he learned and then he did what? He put his own coalition together and they did what? They bust a move when they had to but if it wasn't for the mindset of I'm going to mingle around these people to learn this and that not to co compromise your culture I'm not telling you to compromise yourself I'm saying where you can go get, go get it and bring it back that's it Ain't no way that we gonna be put in charge until we go take charge. Come with it. Yeah, but we look at huh? this position yeah, and things like this. I hear me. How? How? When my friends become cops, I be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Because I ain't doing nothing for him to try to snitch on me anyway, for lack of a better term. <laughs> but now you got the PBA card, you get into a little something, you got somebody you can call now, you can flex a little bit. But you can only do that when you got people in position right. to speak up for you. Yeah. Right. Tell you something. It still go back to your character. Mm -hmm. The character you represent in, in the public. Yeah. And how you move when you outside. Exactly. I go because we're not involved in it. It be phone calls. <laughs> I remember when I was an EMT. Pete. Oh. Just from the connections. Soon call me they needed to pay their light bill. They didn't have the money. Reached out to the representative. She told me exactly where I needed to go. Boom. Here you go. Bills paid. It's your connections. That can help other people. Mm -hmm. And you set yourself up with connections to help you. When you call and they give it to you. It has to do with your character and what they trust in you for. Right? People don't give you access to them. Unless they feel like they can trust you. And they base you off the the people you surround yourself with as well. That's true. So you be careful with the company you keep. Like a job, they search your social media. Yes. And you can see the person that you are. True facts. That is what they do now. Because when you work for them, you represent them. That's, that's some jobs do and some don't. Yes, true. But that's true, yeah. Atlantic Avenue, this dude was drunk, twisted. Flipped his car. Boom, 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 boom. This was on this was on Jamaica Avenue. My man flipped his car. Jamaica and and uh things like Van Sicklin or something like that. He was a cop. When we showed up, the car was on its side. My man is drunk standing on the sidewalk. Sitting on the sidewalk. And the cops from another precinct came through, identified him, oh he's a cop. Like, yo, you gotta take him. He's drunk out his mind. He just flipped his car, twisted. It's like one o'clock in the morning. And ain't nothing but a phone call. Yo, boop, boop, boop. Sorry, it's one of ours. Yeah, nobody was around. Nobody saw nothing. It's one o'clock. All right, cool. Send him to the hospital. We're going to send a unit over there to write the car and uh, tell EMS to write it up like that. Boom. Phone call. That's phone it. call. But we don't know about these opportunities. We don't know about these things because we... we Detach ourselves from the possibility of these things. Mm -hmm. Real talk. Just a phone call. Only phone call you're getting is the one when you're behind bars, right? <laughs> you just get it because we don't know nobody, bro. We don't know nobody. These cats, they call the DA. One of their men be tripped up. They call the DA direct because they be dealing with the ADA and the DA. This is Officer So-and-so. Oh, yeah, I remember you. You had this case, that case. Yes, look, I'm calling you on behalf of a friend. I'm not asking you that or that. I'm just telling you this is a good person, blah, 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 blah. You know what? what the charges change all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. 
I'll tell you no lie. You think I'm joking? I'll tell you no lie. That's why they got a brotherhood. That's right. But I'm thinking it's all wrong. But let's see how our forefathers supplanted. Let's go. Verse 33. And it shall come to pass when Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, What is your occupation? That ye shall say, Our servants have been keepers of cattle from our youth even unto now, both we and our father, that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Shepherd. Abomination to the Egyptians, meaning they're not going to mess with you and they don't want to be bothered with you. They separated themselves from you. They had no dealings. Mm-hmm. Because you were below. Yes, right. Chapter 47, verse 1. <coughs> we will say hallelujah. place because he they he made them rulers over his cattle. Uh-huh. So they were put in a prestigious job just off of who their brother was. And it still goes back to again, you have connections to places <clears throat> that you can do things with. So remember when we, we were I didn't tell you on on um on Monday we went to the party and I was talking to the to the um state rep and I was telling her about some of the programs that I wanted to get. She's like, I'm going to put you in contact with the right people. And she said, she said, and when I say I'm going to do it, I mean I will do this for you. So one of the things that I submitted to her was that anger management sports camp. Mm-hmm. She loved that idea. Mm-hmm. I have the idea. perfect person in mind for it. She wants me to get the block grants because that's what I wanted to get involved in anyway. <clears throat> so now... For him, that thing that I've been working so hard to get accomplished actually is obtainable for him now. Yeah. And I worked hard to get him to this place, too, so he can have the money he need to actually do it where he can get paid and actually buy him a vehicle where he can pick them up and everything. Yeah. Get him a van, he'll be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the van is set... Just for the program. Mm-hmm. And he'll cover both seasons. Yep. Football and basketball. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that was interesting. <laughs> That's how it should be, though. We should be able to move in any realm and have a certain reputation. Oh, they, oh, they got the strings on? I already know Lakayam. He moved like that. He got them strings on, so I know he could, too. Now, we're going to hold him down. He got, they got to move the same kind of way. They got to be able to hold it down in a certain kind of way. So, you know, Pharaoh thinking, hmm, Yosef making me rich over here. Why not put them in charge of my flock? Make my flock greater. That was the currency at that time, right? I mean, they did have silver and gold and so on and so forth. But if you ain't have silver and gold, they have what? A barter system. I'm going to give you this. You give me that. Let's go. Verse 7. And Yosef brought in Jacob, his father, and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, how many are the days of the years of thy life? And Jacob said unto Pharaoh, The days of the years of my sojournings are a hundred and thirty years. Damn! Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life. That's difficult right there. That's a tough saying. You know what he's saying? Mm. He said, my life been hard, man. Hard, man. I had a hard life. Mm. Few and days, and them days was full of evil. Because he been through it. My man wrestled with man, and he wrestled with Malachim. And still he's standing there before Pharaoh. Malachim is angels. So you know when he talking to me, like, man, it's, it's, it's been rough, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. I'm just now seeing my son after how many years? I thought he was dead. Been tough, man. I was on the run for my brother. Huh? Yep. I got cheated at and swindled from my uncle. Yeah. It was crazy. I've been through it. Even when I was on my own and I thought I was chilling, my son, they went and took over Shechem. I had to move again. Because my daughter, Dina, well, they, I don't want to say because of her, but the situation that happened. So you can see all the turmoil. Not only that, but he, he lost sons too, right? Not his actual sons, but Judah's sons, right? Those sons. So he going through it. You think he not experiencing it? So he's standing before Pharaoh. Man, I can't even imagine his continence. I know he happy because he got his son amongst them again. But I mean, reflecting on that, yeah, man, I've been through it, man. Few and evil. Go ahead. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life. And they have not attained unto the days of the years of the life of my fathers and the days of their sojournings. Mm. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from the presence of Pharaoh. Now that I think about it, man, even in all of that turmoil and the things that he experienced, he still ain't give up. He still ain't throw his hands up and say, to Canaan I go. You know what I'm saying? It's just, but we Israelites, man, when stuff get tough, get going, we don't want to do Lord no more. We start questioning everybody. We start, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd it be... Like, we just start questioning our whole existence and how we observe these Lord's statutes and commandments because it ain't going our way. Or because it get tough. You can't make it through tough times, then you ain't a tough person. Let's go. <laughs> right? Verse 11. And Yosef placed his father and his brethren and gave them a possession in the land of Egypt and the best of the land in the land of Ramses. As Pharaoh had commanded. Right. And Yosef sustained his father and his brethren. Right. And all his father's household with bread. According to the want of their little ones. Uh -huh. 
verse 13. And there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very sore, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished by reason of famine. And Yosef gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt. So, so, so peep it, right? Obviously, again, he had a plan. My man, like, you know what? It's cool. I'm going to make my impact in this environment that I'm in. I'm going to show how, how, how intelligent Yah blessed me to be. And immediately he started to think of the ways, all right, cool. How are we going to make us big again? How are we going to make us great again? Because the famine was so great, it's in all the land of Egypt. You know, we missed that little part of it because you see the movies, the Charleston Heston movies or whatever it is, and you just think of Egypt as being this one little city. Nah, Egypt was a great nation. That had a, it said the famine was in all of Egypt. The Nile River that flows through Egypt, it don't only supply Egypt, but it supplies Kush too. <laughs> Let me pull up this map real quick. I mean, that's what made them great. So let's go. As we read through this, start start back from the, the uh, previous. Uh, Still looking for them rivers, though. Where them rivers at? That's what I'm saying. I've seen that map. But listen. But it's. It's supposed to be seven streams attached to, to to the river. Or it's seven seven streams. Uh, verse 12 and Yosef sustained his father and his brethren and all his father's household with bread according to the want of their little ones and there was no bread in all the land for the famine was very sore so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished before reason of famine and Yosef gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan by gathering up all the money, what they mean by that is that he sold to these people grain. So y'all ain't got grain because the way that Egypt was, it sat off the Nile. Therefore, it was able to be flourished in terms of being fed with water to their grains and their crops. When you have grains and crops and so on and so forth, you could be self-sufficient. What's up? Everything good? You could... um. When you have your own crop, your own agriculture, you, you can be self-sufficient. That's why in this place, they don't want you growing your own food. Right? Exactly. Because you become interdependent on your people and not them. Right. So it's a famine in this land, meaning that these people don't have the ability to cultivate their own crops. They can't go like water either. Mm-mm. Therefore, now they have to that culture that they develop for themselves, where they can go and they can sell their crops that they cultivate. They can't do that no more. Now they got to go out and they got to outsource what it is they used to insource. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Okay. Verse fourteen. And Yosef gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn which they bought. And Yosef brought the money into Pharaoh's house. And when the money was all spent in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto, unto Yosef and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For our money faileth. And Yosef said, Give your cattle, and I will give you bread, for your cattle if money fell. Verse 17. And they brought their cattle unto Yosef. And Yosef... Now they, all right, cool. 
going to the pawn shop. You taking now? I'm taking my chain. Now I'm taking my my my, my this, my that, because I got I, I need food, and I'm not exchanging for 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 cash. I'm exchanging for food. So these people are losing all the wealth that they had, right? In exchange for food. So if you got a people that's this they, this uh, uh, government over here, that government over there, how else do you get them under your power and rulership other than having them to buy into your system? Because right. that's really what's happening. Right. That's really what's happening. The wealth that I had that gave me the independence, I have to use to survive. And that independence they lose. Now Pharaoh gains power. So let's go. Verse 17. And they brought their cattle unto Yosef. And Yosef gave them bread in exchange for the horses. Right. So when he say they, right? Because famine was in the old land, right? You see how you got a lower Egypt, right? Do you see a little bit got upper Egypt right here? True businessman, huh? You look further, you go down, you see the land of Cush down here. Well, you see all of this right here. All of this was in famine. All of that. So all these people got to go travel to where Yosef and them is at and sell what it is that they have so that they could survive. So now they, they gave up their money. They gave up their cattle. Now what's left? Let's see. And they brought their cattle unto Yosef, and Yosef gave them bread in exchange for the horses, and for the flocks, and for the herds, and for the asses. And he fed them with bread in exchange for now, all their I'm cattle. I'm going to show you how great the Most High is. I'm going to show you how great the Most High is, right? Because guess what? Guess who's in charge of all of these horses and cattle and stuff? We are. That's making us great, too. Here come Pharaoh, his, his storehouses become plenty, and we in charge of that. And we making it flourish, because you already know, Yaakov had the science when it came to growing a flock. If he knew how to do anything, he knew how to breed. And if there was anything he was blessed with, the ability to procreate. Clearly, whether it's with cattle or with people. Am I lying? Let's go. And he fed them with bread in exchange for all their cattle for that year. Verse 18. And when that year was ended, they came on to him the second year and said unto him, We will not hide from my Lord how that our money is all spent and the herds of our cattle are my Lord's. There is naught left in the sight of my Lord but our bodies and our lands. Our bodies and our land. Hey, how I go. If I got to sell you my land, I got to sell myself too because where I'm going to live at? It's famine everywhere. This is how you turn around the hands. Look at this. They went from being able to dwell in various different areas of Egypt to now they got to isolate to a certain area. Now they got to sell their allegiance to this individual. And this is all under the leadership of Yosef. This is all under the thinking and mindset of Yosef. Because Pharaoh clearly he didn't think to uh, he didn't think to implement this, did he? Because mm -hmm. if he did, he would have. So here it is, right? Now he's they sold their cattle, 
Now they sold land. Mm. Now they selling themselves. Let's continue. Verse 19. Wherefore should we die before thine eyes? Both we and our land. Buy us and our land for bread. And we and our land will be bondmen unto Pharaoh. And give us seed that we may live and so not die. All that is now becomes the possession of Pharaoh. All that now becomes the possession of Pharaoh. He made Pharaoh so fucking wealthy, nigga. He did. His innovation and quick Under thinking. the tutelage of our forefather, Yosef. He cleared the pandemic. Come on. So we did contribute to Egypt becoming great. Indeed that. We did contribute to the unification of Egypt. So you see how our brothers and sisters run around now and we want to talk and refer to and put the paint in the one eye and all of the crazy stuff that we do and turn around and be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Y'all wasn't even recorded in the, the annals of Egypt. That ain't true. That ain't true. Because look at that. That's a, that's a statue found in ancient Egypt that was depicted of our forefather, Yosef. Real talk. Real talk. That area that they said was set up for Yosef and his brothers in Goshen, they found it. They found it. Wow. Look like and a neighbor. He Yosef predated a dark age, a dark period in Egypt. Meaning he existed before what they call one of the dark periods. Because when Egypt wasn't in, when they had their turmoil and, and, and fighting and all stuff, they called it the dark, the dark era of Egypt. He predated that. So he didn't come along and cause that. He cultivated Egypt before that. And you see when he's no longer around, it's, it reads in the next chapter, and the Pharaoh who knew not of Yosef arise. Well, let's finish. <laughs> And give us seed that we may live and not die, and that the land be not desolate. Verse 20. So Yosef bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh, for the Egyptians sold every man his field because the famine was so upon them. And you know the dope part about it? Yosef didn't spend not one dollar of Pharaoh's money. Not one dollar of Pharaoh's money. He just used the grain that they stored up over the seven years of plenty. And now he made Pharaoh great all, all over again. But let's see how else he's going to make him great. So now Pharaoh got all this land. Now he got all these people that's working under him. But still, peep how he moved. Go ahead. Because this is going to show you the type of mindset that Yosef had. If he was just this individual that was like, yo, it's all about me, 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 me. Right. He would have said, give me everything y'all got. And you just keep one fifth. But see how he flipped it. Go ahead. And as for the people, he removed them city by city from one end of the border of Egypt, even unto the other end thereof. Only the land of the priests bought he not, for the priests had a portion even from Pharaoh. Teacher, you buy the land and you move a person from here to there, you throw them off. Because guess what? What happens when people sell themselves to another? You're going to start feeling a certain kind of way. We're going to start talking about this, murmuring, yo. Yo, man, this is crazy, bro. We got to do something about this Yosef dude, bro. Right. That's right. They said he moved them from one end to the other end. He started moving characters like he's playing on a chessboard now. You know what? Y'all going to do better over here, and y'all going to do better over here. We see that things are cultivating a little better here. We're going to put y'all there. He started moving things to suit the needs of Pharaoh. Go ahead. Okay. Only the land of the priests bought he not. For the priests had a portion from Pharaoh, 
and did eat their portion which Pharaoh gave them. Wherefore they sold not their land. Then Yosef said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day and your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass at the ingatherance that ye shall give a fifth unto Pharaoh. Don't that sound like sharecropping? <laughs> and four parts shall be your own. For seed of the field. He turned around and employed them. He employed them. And he gave them a job. Listen, check this out. I'm going to give y'all seeds. <laughs> move y'all here, move y'all there, move y'all here. Y'all go plant them seeds. And a fifth of what you get comes to Pharaoh. But the other portion is theirs. So it's not like he took away their livelihood to where they had no dignity and they was just, you know, barefoot and naked. He just turned the, the, the hands in the, into a way where not only does it benefit Pharaoh, but it benefits the people in a way as well. And that's a righteous mindset of thinking. He didn't think, y'all, I'm going to just take, take, take. The way this place think, this place Thank take, you. take, take. They tell you, you give us the, 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 out of the out of five parts, you give us four parts and keep one part for yourself. That's it. <laughs> you go to work and get paid, you get taxed. Yes. You go to the store and spend the money that you just got taxed on. You and you're gonna be taxed again. Exactly. No cap. Every time your money exchanges hands, you get taxed. When you get the money, you get taxed. Exactly. If I go get money to you and they find out about it and we didn't pay them tax, you get taxed again. Coming to collect. It's crazy. But it, this wasn't the type of system that was instituted by our forefather. He said, nah, man, y'all handle your business. You just give us a fifth. That's it. So you got all these individuals one that fifth. Are now have to pay tribute to Pharaoh. This, you get he went from four one little area, fifths. it was called gnomes, to now he got all of Egypt. You know the vibes. They got to come to him for everything. Remember, he got all the cattle. Oh, hold up. Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all need, need asses and oxen? Oh, yeah, we got that too. We're going to lease that to y'all. We're going to lend that to y'all. You know how they lease cars now? That's true. That's a Jew mindset. Let's, go. Yeah. Let's finish it out. Verse 24. And it shall come to pass at the end gatherings that ye shall give a fifth unto Pharaoh, and four parts shall be your own. That's for it. seed of the field and for your food. And for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. Right. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Least, let us find favor in the sight of our Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's bondmen. And Yosef made it a statue concerning the land of Egypt unto this day, that Pharaoh shall have the fifth. Only the land of the priests alone became not Pharaoh's. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they got them possessions therein. And were fruitful and multiplied exceedingly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a good example of what it takes to, what it looks like to trust in the Most High. This is a good example of what it looks like to employ the knowledge that we have, that we gain from the insight that the Most High gives us. And position yourself to be the head and not the tail. Position yourself to lend and not borrow. Right. You know, the Most High said... The scriptures, the Torah is our wisdom and the eyesight of the people. And it is such. 
If we learn how to live by these lower statutes and commandments, we learn how to love and treat one another That's according right. to these lower statutes and commandments. Exactly. This is what makes us great, not only amongst each other, but this is what makes us great amongst the nations that we exist in. Exactly. Implement this system of culture that we have and stick to it. Don't go outside of it, and it's going to cause us to be great. That's right. We see the examples left on record from our forefathers. We have nothing, no, no other choice. We are destined to be that. And it is what it is. But without any further ado, that concludes my portion of the day. Um, I'm going to refer to uh, my brother Chris Nat. I pray that y'all got something out of that lesson. If there's anything that... Listen, um, again, we went over. But everything well needed, well understood. Yeah, 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 we needed that. to do better in the coming year. Let's make amends. Let's let's treat our family and friends better. Our loved ones, our significant others. Let's do better. And let's apologize for the things we've done. To bring resolution again. Let's bring our family and our friends and our loved ones down to the table and have conversations about things so that we can resolve differences. And if they say you heard them, then change it. Do better. Apologize, say I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. That's not where my heart was. And I, I, I mean, I didn't mean to do that. I should have, you know, how can we fix it? That's it. Bye.